everybody and welcome to episode 485 of Conversation Street. Um, I am Michael. I'm Jana. I just had to add, add a little um there because I wasn't sure who I was. Definitely uh, Michael here. I which think. name are you going to have today? Hmm? Which name are you going to have today? Michael. Michael is good. You're sticking with the with same this. one? Yeah, yeah. 485 yeah, yeah. times. Um, we are talking about this week's Coronation Street on tonight's show which is the week of the 23rd to the 27th of August. I'm also pretty sure about that as well. Because it's written down. It is written down right in front of me. Um, this is episodes 10,410 to 10,415 of Coronation Street and we are in the run-up to a big week next week with the trials starting, very exciting, so we have got the quiet before the storm this week. Do you know what they uh, call that? What? A trial period. We have got the trial period starting up on Coronation Street. Every time, every time. Every, everybody on trial next week. R. Kelly. <laughs> Other Corey. <people. laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that is it. We've, we've got... Um, right, we okay. Got? We're talking about Coronation Street, but before then, we're going to talk about who won our Twitter competition. Oh, yes, that's a very good idea. We, have run a, we ran a competition for a week. We asked you to celebrate our ninth anniversary by telling us who your top nine favourite current Corrie or past Corrie characters were. And it was a sort of randomly selected winner, but we still wanted to know what your nine characters were. And yeah, the winner was... At Ben's Lexi, who is Jet Gina, co-host of a rival podcast. I know, kind of rival. Well, is this it is a, a, a So hang on a, a minute. Hang on a minute. So it's it's a it's a podcast about our the rival to the show that we cover, EastEnders. Yes. Does that mean? Is that like the enemy of my enemy is my friend? <laughs> I'm not sure. Like that. <laughs> this, this, um, Gina is a co-host of the View from the Queen Vic podcast. There you go. Um, so they talk about EastEnders. Each if you week. like EastEnders, you might want to check them out. Yeah, a little plug. Double prize for because Gina. Because Gina's won um, her choice of a, a merchandise from ITV. And I know if you live in, if you live abroad... If you don't live in the UK, you're going to have trouble getting hold of this stuff because apparently ITV is not shipping abroad, which is weird. Um, but you can enter our competition from anywhere in the world and win because we are going to do you, you some more competitions for some more merch. Yes, yes, we do. Gina we selected the Bet Lynch um, apron mm-hmm. from from the the catalogue of six things. Yes, that's going to be winging its way across the Atlantic but very, what, very soon. what everybody wants to know is, what, what did Gina pick I will tell you, I'll top tell you. nine characters? So, Gina's top nine characters, she had Carla, Peter, Paul, interesting choice, uh, Nina, mm. Roy, Emma, Jenny, George and Ken. So, some very current... That's very good selection. Well, I mean, I don't though. know, Can I you, is Ken current solid... or is he classic? <laughs> I don't think this is a controversial selection at all. Apart from perhaps Paul, I think some people might go... Why did you pick Paul? But oh, I really well, I like that. In is a bit of a wild card. I think. Well, I think George Shuttleworth's a bit of a wild card. That's though, true. Well, very new he's character. Been in, um, not so many episodes, but yeah, some solid choices there. Thank but, you, you know, everybody, nice for taking way. the time to send us their choices as well. Some of them made little pictures of them and everything. It's very, very cool to see. It's a nice way to deflect preemptively deflect criticism for having George in there by putting Ken in. You know, yeah. you've been there the whole time. What can you say? <laughs> Good job, Gina. Thank you, everyone, also, for entering our competition. And check, keep checking at Conversation Stro because we will be doing some more competitions. Is it all, is it all to going to win. be Twitter competitions that we do? We're not going to do like any Instagram competitions and Facebook competitions? We, or, what we want to do we'll is, is reach that 10k on Twitter. I'm really... Once we get over 10,000, I literally don't We're care. We're not even at 8,000. No, not exactly. even at 7,000 at the moment. That's why we need to start promoting 
doing more promotion of our Twitter and getting people <laughs> tricking them to entering competitions. I thought we were just doing this out of the kindness of our heart. We actually, we bought, we had to buy all this merch. We didn't get it given it, so. No, we got that. We got it, it came in straight uh, through the post today, didn't we? Yes. We got our um, merch coming through the post, um, when was oh, it, yes. three days ago Oh, yes, if you'd like to so? see what the merch looks like, please go to our Instagram, um, at conversations, what I is it? Just church for us, and you will see Michael modelling. Uh, yeah, I've got my, I've got my penny on. It was on stories, on. though. I think we didn't save you, it. No, so no, you, we, we've got a video of me that. opening it up on stories, but there's me now. posing. Yeah, that's gone. In my Roy Cropper, um penny so and i got my rovers towel and what else did we get what was the last thing oh roy, roy bag yeah. we actually we went shopping the other day with the roy's and rolls said, bag and Gemma says you can you take the bag <laughs> so oh, I, got, I proudly bore the, roy, the roy's rolls list. bag in the shopping i was happy so to I do think so it's pretty decent the only the only thing i'd say if i was designing it um and i had an unlimited budget because obviously they had to keep this to a certain amount of money i would have made the the straps leather yeah i think it would have been cool but I would love them to make more of this kind of stuff. I absolutely love it. I cannot believe they haven't made it. Coasters, Rovers Returns coasters. Well, hopefully this is the start of, you know, something something big and new and, the, yeah. I I really, I'm, I'm very encouraged by the, by the um, Me too. existence of this. And also, if you're a fan of ITV in general, because who isn't? Obviously, we all are fans of, of different uh, <laughs> All ITV shows channels. like Love Island yeah, and Emmerdale. Yeah, they've got Emmerdale stuff. They have a whole, yeah, they have a whole thing. Well, they've Do got they Love Island morning? stuff as well, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. I, maybe, oh, I don't remember. Do the Love Island Phillips stuff Schofield that you can get is um, like personalised, so you can put your name on it or whatever. Like they have water bottles or something and you can put your name on it. Oh, which yeah. Is why, that's and a, luggage or something. Yeah, yeah, that's luggage. right. So some people on our Facebook group, I think, were speculating about other or, or putting their wishes out for future Corrie merch. And um, I think it might have been Rebecca who said that she would like um, a, a prima donna outfit with the name on the back because that's like how they perfect. have on the show isn't it Rebecca I love perfect. that idea yeah so there you go there's some I mean why I don't understand why they don't just ask us to be in a focus group because I would tell you <laughs> you were uh, probably because they wouldn't be able to shut us up oh well anyway congratulations, congratulations don't forget to keep well, your eye on our yeah, if you, if you didn't win, you can still enter other competitions that will be coming up soon. What else has been going on? Oh, we went to the beach yesterday. If people are wondering what we got up to, had a nice time out at the beach, didn't we? Just had a little walk. Mm-hmm. We um, we went to, um, we had a cafe and I had fish and chips and you had bacon, yeah, yeah. a bacon what? Uh, it was a bacon butty. Or balm, or, or batch, balm, or yeah. roll. Yeah, 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 exactly. Still haven't moved house yet, by the way. I'm not going to... I'm, I'm saving. We we did put a tweet out the other day saying that we're going to save our massive anti-solicitor rant until when we're all... This is all over. We keep thinking we're about to move and it's just not happening, is it? No. Very frustrating. Ah, A few of you listening have, um, have been on the receiving end of some rants already. You had sneak previews of this. But maybe next week we'll have some good news on that score. Vindica- Gemma. Vindication for Gemma. Yeah. Who, back in December, told you that this would be the most stressful know, and know, complicated and not at all smooth and easy process. We've been in touch with the complaints department just over the past few days. Anyway, Gemma. And if you want to know what company it is, just follow me on my Twitter. I'm not going to tell you what my Twitter is. You should know. But um, you can find out because I've been uh, snarking at them. <laughs> Great, come on and then. Let's, and uh, they're more than they deserve. Let's and do this you wait quiz. till this is all over because, whoo, going to be on the list. Okay, quiz time. Are you ready? Yes. This is things that happened between the 23rd and the 27th of August. He is ending at 1 and 6, and I sourced the information from Corripedia. 
coronationstreet.fandom.com. Question number one. 23rd of August 1991. Angie, do you remember her? Oh, gosh, yeah. Angie decides on a theme for the Rover's float. What is it? And can you name any of the costumes or characters? Um, it's like the theme is the uh, cornucopia of plenty kind of thing. Oh it? gosh, yes. I'm going to have to give you a mark. Even that's horn, horn of plenty. horn of plenty. Yeah. I think cornucopia is a horn of plenty. Um, so that's what that's one mark there. Yeah. Uh, Reg Holsworth as Bacchus. Yeah, that's another wine. mark. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Curly was uh, Hermes the messenger. I will accept that, even though it says Mercury. Oh, was it Mercury? I'll get my Roman and Greek gogs mixed up oh, again. Oh, well, they just I'll give myself a half melange, a mark for that one. Oh, right. 23rd of August, 1961. Emily Bishop's maiden name is mentioned for the first time. Yes. What is it? <laughs> Nugent. <laughs> Shall I give you an easy <laughs> Thank one? Thank you, nice easy one this week. Okay. Uh, 24th of August, 1966. David and Stan don't return back to the caravan overnight. Because they go on holiday for the Ogdens and sleep right. in a barn. Right. When they hide behind a hedge and concoct a story about yeah. where they were, yeah. what do Irma and Hilda throw over them? I remember they throw something over them. I was just waiting to see what the really question was. Because I can vividly really rem- see them having... Um, uh, and I really remember also Irma and... Um, uh, is this the scene where Irma and Hilda are in the caravan, try- like waking up in the morning, talking about where their husbands are? And Hilda says to Irma, what do you call it when you kill your husband? And she says, justice. Oh, it might be. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> bucket of water. Yes. Hey. Literally a bucket of water. It says. Um, 24th of August, 2016. Why does Bethany collapse at V-Court Fitness? Oh. No, oh, she's, um, she's been having her funny pills, her diet pills or something. Yeah. She's over-exercising and taking diet pills. Yeah, Mark, for that one, I'll give myself one. 25th of August, 2011, and I'm not going to say that date again. Okay. Why is Hope in prison? Why is Hope in prison in 2011? Um, because Fizz was in prison, and she was there with Hope in the, in the Mummy and Babies. Uh, That's right, she's a baby. A, yeah. In the Mother and Baby unit of a prison. Yeah. So is this like um, a drug self? What's it called? Prophecy. Yeah. Self fulfilling prophecy that she was raised in a prison and now she's destined to return <laughs> to one. It seems like. Twenty sixth of August two thousand and one, Sheila and Wayne turn up at the cafe and have been beaten by who? Alex Swinton. Yes, yeah. evil Alex Swinton. I would have also accepted. Twenty sixth of August two thousand and sixteen, who does Bethany punch in the gym? And that's not a place of the body. That's a location, geographical. Vaguely remember, but not remember well enough, I'm afraid. Who does Bethany punch? Uh, Nick? No? Lauren? Af- yes, it's Lauren, but no, you don't. don't you- oh, you're wrong. trying to give yourself a mark. No, I'll give myself a zero for Good. that one. 27th of August 2001. What does Jack explode his potting shed with? Um homebrew beer or something it's alcohol made with potatoes yes Mark. it's called poutine or poutine i don't know not, how you say it not poutine, poutine. <laughs> it's uh, apparently irish oh. there you go that's the end pretty sure oh that's pretty good then uh one two three four five six seven eight eight and a half out of ten or so yeah well done good, good week this week i think who has i'm got... very proud of you thank you who's got birthday coming up 30th of august joe stewart who was miss sinclair 
pardon the expression, yeah. director Baz Taylor, 31st of August, Matilda Freeman, who was Summer Spellman the first. 1st of September, Violet Carson, played Ina Sharples. Classic. 2nd of September, Sue Cleaver, who played Eileen Grimshaw, and Sean Gallagher, who played Paul Connor. And 3rd of September, you've got Faye Brooks, played nice, Kay nice. Connor, and the notorious Chris Fountain, who was Tommy Duckworth III. <laughs> Look, oh gosh, we're into Look, September next if week. If we've can't got we? a new Todd, it. why can't we get a new Tommy? I don't want a new Do you know Tommy. what? I tell you what would be great. Because we've got Fizz and we've got Alina and we've got Tyrone and there's all this arguing and and shagging around. Mm. And um I I'm really wondering, I still can't believe that Alina hasn't made a move to get the house off of Fizz. How great would it be to have Alina, Fizz and Tyrone scrapping over who gets to live at that house and then Tommy Duckworth turns up and says, <laughs> um, here's an obscure piece of paper that they found alongside Betty's will that I'd, says that this actually belongs to me. I'd rather it was Terry Duckworth turn up with that, to be fair. Why not? Anyone. Yeah. Bring him back, bring him back. Any Duckworth will do, but I think a lot of them are dead. <laughs> right, um, I think that's about it for our pre-Street Talk blatherings. Should we it do is, some... Yeah. Street Talk Gatherings. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Okay, so what did we think of this week's Coronation Street? Gemma? I thought that I don't remember what happened properly when Seb was killed. <laughs> I know. Well, well, we'll get to that in a minute because I'm very, very intrigued to know what they're going to do with that next week when the court comes along because... Well, we'll get right. to it in a bit, but we just rewatched the attack scene, didn't we? So that we are fully informed. We had to talk about it later on. We don't want to do a podcast about something that we didn't this is a, watch. This is a funnier week for Corey because Monday's episode was absolutely dreadful, wasn't it? All that stuff with um, with uh, Liam's asthma attack and, and Maria smashing up the van and even Sally the, doing a little <laughs> Sally doing a little dance around the bag. Even the um, uh, Emma sneaking up and catching um, Tyrone and Fizz. I, I don't know, it just didn't particularly get me. And I was thinking, oh, guys, it's going to be one of those weeks, is it? But Wednesday kind of quite pleasantly surprised me. And before tonight's episode, I was thinking, oh, I hope this is going to be another good one as well. Otherwise, it's going to, I'm going to be like, oh, it started off rubbish, got better, and then ended on a low. But no, I, I did, really did quite enjoy tonight's episodes. And um, very much looking forward to seeing uh, where things go with the trial this week. So um, that trial is going to be our first story of the week, of course. And we're just going to go full in on it and call it the R. Kelly Seb's Abuse Trial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Gemma, the, for the uh, for the Maria storyline, I think I think you're going to like this one because Gemma, what what's your favourite Maria based storyline title we've ever done on the podcast? Well, Shout out if you know, listeners. The best one we've ever done, <laughs> indisputably. <laughs> Is Luke and the Maria. <laughs> That's the worst one that you always remember. I the storyline never... about Luke being able to get his uh, habit off with Maria that we called Luke and the Maria. Uh, uh, what do you say? We? Oh, yeah. We? Yeah, you... I didn't know. This story I is I had nothing called... to do with it. Whenever I'm I quite... see Maria now, I go... <laughs> Luke and the Maria. <laughs> well, maybe now you'll be able to think, smoke and Maria's. 
we decided we got we got grace under fire for the house story mm-hmm. with grace i don't i don't know i don't really like i had a few other options and you said this was the best out of a bad bunch didn't you i have so many controversial grace opinions it's so funny i wanted to call something this... about this woman that i really i just give the benefit of the doubt at every point and nobody else likes her but me <laughs> and i'm like yeah, you go, girl. You tell Is that why you've chosen Grace Under Fire? Because yeah. you think that she's been unfairly maligned for she's, her role in the storyline? She's being in the judged so poorly, and all she's doing is trying to extort a house. <laughs> um, jelly, <laughs> jelly Bradley. Because <laughs> she's, she's well jelly of Debbie at the moment, isn't she? Yeah. Rah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think we'll get that? to that rant later. Oh, right. Um, pop a ring on her finger <laughs> is what Alina's happened to her this week she's engaged now she's got a ring on her finger in it um and then <laughs> feeling burnt out i never thought i'd be able to use a feeling pun as a storyline title again it has been what four years now three years i've lost I'll tell track. you what can i just say something again three years another controversial thing what? jesus only rose from the dead ones yeah feeling's teeth Tina. Is this what he's doing? Is that what you call? <laughs> well, he's coming back. He's being mentioned from beyond the grave. That is good. That is good. Not yeah. very many characters in a show get a shout out. Like, what was it? How many years? Four? Three, three years since. Three uh, years since he died. He was brutally murdered by Anna Windass. I know. What's that? I know. I, <laughs> although, I don't know whether I mentioned this in the bonus <laughs> podcast this week, but I was... What was I doing this week? I can't remember, but I saw a picture of Anna Windass online earlier uh, this week, oh, and I was yeah, like, you said this to me. <laughs> I kind of miss her a little bit on this show. That's Something crazy. Because, I think because we started, I started off not minding Anna, and then we got completely fed up of her yep. high and mightiness, didn't we? Yep. And then by the end of it, we thought that she's actually great because I'm just enjoying her being the foil to her uh, to Pat Feeney and like, being driven insane. But yeah, I, I kind of miss her presence on the street. Debbie Rush was a great actress. Two of our most hated female characters were intimately involved in the demise of Pat Phelan. One of them being Anna Windass and the other one being Michelle Connor. Yeah, I don't want her back. It's all right. No, but she can stay. I know, I'd say bring, bring her back. Come, come have, her visit, back. have her visit in Fay or something in her little holiday cap. Can Sorry, I, just I mean prison. not ask, is Anna, did Anna go back to prison? No, no, she's living free up Has north. Has she run away? No, she's she's fine. She, didn't, she's... she should go back to prison so she can spend some more time with her child. No, she's been let off. And she's right. she's going around being a Pat feeling murderer. Literally, she ran at him with a knife. Yeah, Once self defence. Oh man, I got. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> they put her shoes in the wrong bag, and nobody could prove it. <laughs> yeah, they it was did. Murder. <laughs> right. Anyway, so um, speaking of feeling burnt out, let's talk about Imran first. He's been up at five ten on Monday morning, working hard to try and cobble together some evidence for this trial that he's going to be um, I, defending I don't know whether I didn't react appropriately to this because I was eating a Ferrero Rocher. Just FYI, everybody, I do apologise. Um, but our Kelly Stubbs abuse trial has got to be our worst... <laughs> worst? Worst. Or best. Uh, most, what's the word, insensitive <laughs> since... Burn, baby, burn. <laughs> Which is only two weeks ago. I'm not even going to tell you what Michael wanted to call this storyline originally when it came out. But now I'm thinking back on it, I don't actually think it was that bad compared to this. Fine, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. So he's up early. Um, Laura's in court today. This is a bit odd, wasn't it? We get to hear about Laura. She was going to... Oh, yeah. No, we didn't see Laura, but we knew that she was up in court for... What does she do again? I don't ne- know. Being a neglecting a neglectful mum, that's right. And he wants to go along and have a bit of a 
a look. Nose? Uh, yeah, he wants to have a nose at her, basically. And Sawyer says, look, she's just going to spin the same old sob story that we've heard many times before. Don't go along. Go to bed for a kip, Imran. So How do you feel when, when characters on the TV show get up at the same time that you do and everyone acts aghast and, like, it's the most ridiculous I'm not thing working at ten past five in the morning. Just a... I know, but he got up at five past at ten past five. Oh yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you do. Well, that's fine. And but but to be fair, he does. He did do the same thing as you do, which is get up so you can have a nap. Yeah, yeah. That's um, so weird. Gary has been back. His, Gary's been to Bristol. Everybody has gone this to see like Nicola a, and Zach. A, a mini shout out to Nicola, but she definitely got a name check today. She did. She got two name checks this week, didn't she? Well, no, it? she didn't get a name check on Monday. Oh uh, no, just we just knew that she'd been to Bristol. To, he'd. Gary had been to Bristol to see Zach, which yes. is his son with Nicola, but Nicola didn't get mentioned until today because no. she is Pat Phelan's daughter. Indeed. So Maria updates him on the case and everything. I can't remember why or how it was brought up or anything, but she says, oh, Imran's working really hard for this um, because the, the, he's like, flying solo, isn't he? Whereas Corey has got the, you know, the Brents have employed the, the finest solicitors in the land. Uh, they've got a whole crack team to, to try and get him off of uh, killing Seb. Um, so the, Gary's kind of feeling like I need to do something to help here because he is still feeling a bit guilty about the fact that he killed Kelly's dad and nobody knows about it yet apart from Maria. We do Later on, Maria catches him with a cash and she's like, oh, you murdered Rick, didn't you? And, and everybody across the country went, oh, does, does Maria know this? Who else knows this? I don't remember Sarah knows. But yeah. Um, Isn't it weird that Gary killed... Rick. Rick, who is Kelly's dad, but he also kind of killed Rana, who is Imran's sister. Yes. And both of those characters don't know that they've been... Um, wronged by Gary but they're both trying to fight for the same thing at the moment yeah it's so funny I just wish that they'd hurry up and resolve but this but don't you think Gary it's a, it is a bit weird that Imran's got this unfinished business with Gary but he doesn't really know that he does yeah but, but so does so does Kelly don't you think it just feels like those that should be joined up it a bit It feels more. like it, this should absolutely be joined up and maybe it's going to be joined up at some point, but they just need to hurry up about it because literally, who remembered that Maria knew about Gary killing Rick? I didn't remember that. I had to go, I you... It was back in December, apparently. She puts two and two together after Sarah's caught having a sneaky chat with Gary about it because she knows about that. Gary knows that Kylie killed Callum and Sarah was involved with that as well. There's an awful lot of murder covering up here. Anna Windass is just laughing because the only mm-hmm. person that knows that she killed Pat Phelan is Michelle and she's bogged off to Ireland or wherever it is. No, she told the police. Mm. Didn't Anna tell the police? She couldn't have told her exactly what happened. I thought she got he interviewed was... and they were like, don't worry about it, you get one free. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, um, Gary's got this wad of cash, this seven grand, he says he's going to give it to Imran Can I just to say, pay for whatever he needs. It sounds like assuming you said... Assuming it's actually the Kelly trial. Seb and grand, but you said seven grand. Seven grand, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, we have Sabine. <gasps> Who? Sabine. Is she, is she credited as Sabine, Sabine Habib? Habib? I assume well, she maybe still well, is. Well, the judge in the, in the court case made oh, a big yes, of point of going, Mr Habib. Miss Habib, like, all right, so yeah, she yeah. Hasn't changed name we know again. we've got the same surname. Yeah, so this is Imran's ex-wife Sabine, who was last in the show four years ago, maybe. She was in like three or four episodes, played by a different actress. Um, I don't even remember what she was there for. I think it was um after uh, Hassan, Imran's dad, died, and she was 
hanging around trying to get money off him or something or she, yeah she wanted to stake in his bit of the bistro that he was selling i don't know but if anyone hasn't been watching cory for too long um yeah sabine is just imran's ex-wife he apparently what's the story he kissed uh, toya mentioned that he cheated on sabine but i thought that yeah. the story that had been established up till this point is that he just kissed her when she was out uh, when the, when the, kissed a uh, kissed sorry she he kissed one of her mates or something when he was married oh, to her. Is that okay then? Is just, that what you're saying? Just a kiss, just a kiss. Well, he's, she's, he's, he's as bad said, as Tyrone, isn't he? He said he cheated on her because she was annoying, frosty, and whatever. And I was like, oh, <laughs> watch out, Toya. <laughs> anyway, so so we 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 don't have much of a character for Sabine so far. We've seen. 10 times more I can Sabine tell you, than we had done in the past. Um, um, a lot about her character based just on her wardrobe. She's a barrister, everybody. She's highly strung. She's got her... She's got a high-necked, Victorian, frilly, blousy-looking... She's very uptight. Mm. Imran's not a barrister, um, but he's still doing a barrister's job at the moment, so... What is he, then? Lawyer. I no, don't... isn't it... Is there no, a solicitor. Solicitor. He's a solicitor, We yes. don't know. We don't We've have, been told this. We have before. been told this many times. We have no business. Not I don't know. What we did learn today, thanks to somebody on Twitter, is oh. that English judges oh, don't no, use we know gavels. This. We already knew this. I don't think I knew this. Oh, lies. Well, I've probably seen that. I wonder why you were showing cases. this so gleefully, but we've had conversations on the podcast about this before. Have we? On the podcast? Yeah. Yes, we have. Well, in this Everybody, country, we please, don't have gavels. Can you please write in and an tell house. me if you remember us talking on the show before about the fact that in England and Wales, Judges don't use gavels. But in the Coronation Street little um, in the world, identity thing, which was in the, world uh, of the all advert break, they showed in that, a, a, a gavel. But there was, there was, there was a, a Twitter account we saw that had retweeted. What was it called? No gavels um, are us or something. No, I wrote it down. It was called, it was called, it was called, it was called Inappropriate Gavels or something. I think, yeah, Inappropriate Gavels. And it's a Twitter account just for, for showing pictures of gavels appearing on British programmes where they have no right to exist. Anyway, can you imagine if your job was like um, to be a props department person and you had to get an original trial gavel from an English courtroom? Yeah, doesn't exist, Gov. So anyway, what does she want? Is that she like wants... getting tartan paint from B and Q? <laughs> she wants or a to have a wait. word with Imran. She tells Adam, and she's going to be waiting for him at the bistro. Please send him along later. Um, uh, Maria, meanwhile, is getting mad at Gary still because of Whoa. him being a murderer and everything and how dare yeah, you spend this £7,000 on Kelly. No, because he's walking Kelly. around with seven grand. This is supposed to be for us. And and also, he she she says, look, you still got a foot in the past. I thought that the past was behind you. I'd forgiven you for being a murderer. Self-defence like, I need that cash, Gary, so I can smash some cars I need up. seven grand so I can save the world. Just seven grand will mean I can whack the crap out of seven diesel vans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine her doing one of those like adverts? Just £7,000 donation would help me <laughs> to use a crowbar on all the horrible vans in Coronation Street. Yeah, cool and now. Underworld, Preston's Petals, the Rover's Return, they're all polluting the air and my poor son can't, can't breathe. And then we cut to Liam Collin Jr., and then we cut to Jack going, 
What was he like? Eh? Uh, excuse me, I think your son's choking to death. Look, we're not on that story. We're not on that yet. We're not Calm on that down. story. So Gary goes delivering his money around later, um, and Imran's well, been told he by Adam. Yeah, he shoves it through the door. Yeah, he shoves it through the door. Yes, um, Imran is told by Adam to go and go and get Sabine. Um, he. he Imran's also talking about this blood splatter report thing, which is all very Dexter, wasn't it? Can I just say, it? don't worry about it. No, 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 it's all this. All just, what a waste of £7,000. He could have saved the planet. Um, he, he, he doesn't... He, yeah, he's, he's very Dexter-ish, but I thought that blood splatter had been sort of disproven as a fake pseudoscience. Is it? Yeah. I thought there was a load of like, drama about it at the time, because like, if you if you watched Dexter, you'd believe that... You can literally go into a room and look at where where things have splattered and gone. Oh, I know exactly what happened here, but actually, it's not it's not as cut and dried as that. No. Well, Imran says if we get a blood spatter expert to look at the blood on Kelly's shoes, and that'll prove that she didn't kick seven bells out of Seb like the other the other. Month. I mean, honestly, yeah, I think anybody could look at a pair of shoes and say if there's like blood smeared on it and like bits of brain and hair probably gave him a kick, good kick in. But if there's just like little droplets, perhaps yeah. not. Yeah, no, you need to, you need an expert for this. Um, so he we goes had this big to... discussion in what? the car, didn't we? Where we were, I was going, how do you even, how would this come up in a court? I don't, like, do, does the evidence have to have an expert attached to it or does the evidence speak for itself? But then you can't yeah. interrogate evidence. You can only call witnesses. You can't ask a shoe. But this is what I mean. I didn't really think about a court case like this before, but it really just... Does it does it does does it just rely on you asking people? Like evidence can't be admitted and analysed by the or can it? I don't. I've never really probably watched a trial. No, I've got no idea. I don't because know. like can can't Imran anyway? Just go look with your eyes. What do you think? You'd have thought so. But I don't. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. But then again, you see the the problem with that. The problem with it surely is that the police have this as evidence and they would say it doesn't show that at all mm. because they believe that she did it otherwise they would never have put her through in the crown prosecution to have be up for this so they're not going to look at the evidence and go oh yeah i guess maybe it could be not a police that they need to convince us it's a jury i don't i don't know. understand i, I don't think know. that is the moral of the story and i don't think that a lot of the people that write for Coronation Street do either. Doesn't matter, doesn't but matter. yeah, that's the moral of the story. Doesn't matter. Imran goes to the bistro and he finds Sabine there, and um, he says, "Oh, um, I didn't really want to see you." He gave me had had his head in his hands earlier when he heard that she'd showed her. But he says, "Actually, I could do with your advice." And she's like, "Nope, that would be a conflict of interest, actually, because da da da, I'm representing Corey." What? And she's a massive ice queen towards him, and she's like schmoozy and she's oozing confidence and she's very smart. I mean, uh, <laughs> this seems like I don't know. I can't even remember what she wanted to see him for, but it ends with a "see in. you in court, sucker." I know. Oh man, I don't know whether it had been previously established that Sabine was a, a barrister before this, or whether it was I made up was. for this story. I thought we knew that she was. I don't know. I've got no idea. But um, in any case, uh, I, I quite She's like it. As, as conflict of interesty as it is, to say "see you in court." For like, how long has Imran been in the show now? Four years, five yeah. years. She's been waiting that long <laughs> to get her revenge. You'd have thought that you know their paths may have crossed at some point before. Why? Well, because they're both, you know, legal eagles. I know, but the thing is though, she probably specialises in like kicking people to death 
cases. Whereas Imran seems to specialise in, don't know, give me money, I'll do what you want cases. <laughs> um, I don't think it's normal well, for a solicitor to do literally any sort of like property, divorce. Well, a- Adam has already homicide. washed his hands of this case, hasn't he? He's like, oh, it's not really my speciality. <laughs> wait and see, wait and see. I do, I, I do um, pregnancy tests on the top of bins. I want to know like how the curry writers decide whether this is going to be an Imran case or is it going to be an Adam case? Well, it's got to be an it? Imran case because... This had to be an Imran case, yeah. obviously. Anyway, Imran gets to the office at the end of the episode and um, he finds this wadja moolah <laughs> in an envelope. And he's o- like, odd where little did scene. this come from? Because <laughs> he he, he, he's got his bundle of posts, doesn't he? And he kind of dumps it on this desk. Yeah. Um, and then he, see, he sees it and it says for Kelly on. He opens it up and it's got yeah this all this bundle of £20 notes in and he's like what? <laughs> he kind of looks, looks around, around like, like, like he's been visited by out. the money fairy or something. Or like Jeremy Vidal's going to come back to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got you! It wasn't. Like, he literally picked this up from the front door. Yeah. Why would there be somebody in there to say, oh, you got the money I left you? <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, good for I have good to say, Monday's episodes were had weird vibe. Monday's episodes was not well done in many I think, ways. Um... I don't know what the problem was. I've seen... Was it the script? Was I've... it the editing? Was it the direction? Was it the acting? No. Of course I don't not. know. I don't know what it was. It was a whole I melange. It was, I think it was of... the directing. I, it felt very odd directing. I felt to like me. it I don't, I don't, yeah, was very ambitious, the directing. Mm. And I don't know that the scenes... Like it was, there was a really kind of... It could have been quite iconic. Wasn't in the end... Didn't Mondays involve at one point Maria... Walking down the yeah, middle of the road the with a crowbar, like yeah, that could have been like... super iconic if it wasn't for the fact that she was literally like Captain Planet on steroids, but also on crack. <laughs> Love Captain Planet. Um, right, Wednesday, man's been out for a walk. Toya's like, "You're right," because um, seems to be something on your mind. Um, she's a little bit worried about Sabine being around. Obviously, you know the the ex sniffing about, and he says, "Look, you've got nothing to worry about there." I can't remember when this was, but there was a bit where she's like. Oh, do you see Sabine? She's so pretty. And Imran's like, you're pretty too. And she's like, oh, okay, then I don't mind having a They told each other they loved each other today, didn't they? That was very sweet. I do like a nice declaration of love on Corrie, unless it's Johnny and, I mean, sorry, Jenny and Ronnie. Don't you dare. Right. Um, sorry, I keep... He shows her this cash now, doesn't he? And she's like, this this is bad money, she calls it. Bad money. This that that, that well-known in... phrase, bad money. Yeah. Not dirty money, which most people would say. Toya knows she's a Battersby. That's bad money, that is. Um, she, she he says, look, I, I, she, I, I need to use it to support Callie. I need to get Corey's shoes analysed. What a waste of time. Um, meanwhile, Corey's shoes. Kelly's shoes. Sorry. Yeah, it's Kelly's shoes, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. my notes are wrong. Um, Abby, meanwhile, is talking to Kevin, and there's a rumor going around that Tommy Orpington is going to be a character witness for Corey. Oh no. Um, Imran back at him again. I can't believe that Tommy Orpington's agent is letting him remain embroiled in this sordid case. Because when they had that meeting in the only hotel in Manchester, um, didn't his um, agent say, oh my God, there's a crazy lunatic woman here shouting at you because you're trying to big up Corey, maybe yeah. we should leave. Well, also, I, I want to know how much Tommy O actually knows Corey because he he also left the football so, club not like, long after that. What has he done? That. Bought shares in Corey's future footballing career or something? Why is he this invested in this random, goofy kid? 
I suppose I could believe that um, Mr. Mr. Corey, Mr. Brent, it is Brent, isn't it? Corey's surname. So. Has you know, tried to buy Tommy O's favour or something. He's like, I'm going to get in I'll there. Get you some, uh, Corey's dad's like, I'll get you some new football shoes. And Tommy Orbins is like, I've retired. So <laughs> just cuff Golf links. cubs, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, Imran's at work again later. He gets another visit from Sabine. And she's like, right, I've got an idea that could benefit both of our clients. Let's get the courts to try Kelly and Corey as minors. Um, because they're both, what, 17 at the moment, Not are they? 16, 17? No. Um, and it would mean that she she would get a guardian sitting next to her. They would be able to call them by their first name. Um, so basically... That was weird. That was weird. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, but it means that maybe people would go easier on them because they'd say, oh, look how young they are. And um, Imran's like, no, I'm I'm going pr- to uh, prove that she's innocent the normal way. And Sabine scoffs at this and he's like, what? Away with you, woman. Meanwhile, um, we have... I don't like your ideas Jack. because we used to shag and now we don't. Yeah. Jack is in the cafe with Sally um, and he's saying, oh, Abby's so upset about what's going on at the moment. She cries at night. Um, what about... Oh, I did feel bad for Jack when he was like saying, oh, I've heard these rumours that Tommy O's going to be um, defending Corey or being character witness for Corey because like Tommy O's a bit of an idol for Jack, isn't he? And he's like... And now he's on the other side and I think it's probably a bit too much for his um how old how old is he 11 yes that's right 11 year old brain to comprehend the fact that this uh, this uh, idol of his could well be yes uh, um giving evidence against evil yeah evil man no giving evidence for evil man so that was quite sad. But um, Sally says, look, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. Justice will be, will be served, Jack. Um, Justice is always served. Nobody's ever gone to court. Nobody's ever gone down for something they didn't do in this country. Apart from me, Sally. Um, Kevin tells Debbie that this trial's starting next week. And, um, she is, and also Corey and Kelly's identities are being protected. That was about a thing for about one episode, wasn't it? This was, so, this was like somebody read the script and went, oh, you need to... You need to make it look like we know what we're talking Mention about. this and this and this. <laughs> it also, it's not being treated as a hate crime, and that didn't get oh, this annoyed carried me. On, this did this it? made they made a big fuss about this, but I thought that was part of what the the original case, Sophie Lancaster case, was about getting the police to recognise. Uh, I see that as a hate crime. That that was the so like in this parallel universe, Sophie Lancaster never existed. And so the police don't recognise attacking someone for the way they're dressed as a hate crime. Yeah, okay. But I thought that that was one of the major things that came out of her, you know, the campaigning that came after her death. I don't know. I guess we'll see more about that next week, won't we? Well, you know, I think that it's maybe it's supposed to be a parallel with the story where... Yeah, 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 totally. Anyway, um, Debbie says to Kevin, I can't see them getting away with it anyway. Kevin hopes that she is right. We have Toya visiting Leanne next and she says, I'm feeling a bit piggy in the middle here. Um, I don't think that Kelly killed Seb, but also she's not completely innocent either. Um, And then he's saying this this is Toya saying this. Don't think she's wrong. Absolutely. Then Simon comes in and says that, watch out, everybody, Corey's identity has been leaked online. By oh, no. who, says Toya. She goes around to number 13 saying what's happening. Jack's like, yeah, it was me. I just want to say... He went onto a, what was it, a Tommy O fan site or something yeah. and then and then named Corey there. I just want to say that I don't know whether this um, is a thing in other countries, but 
we have injun- like injunctions and super injunctions in this country where especially like high profiles or s- people or celebrities or like for example here like an underage youth or something get their identities protected online but every single time this happens you just like go on twitter and you can find it yeah because it's not illegal in other countries like there's nothing anybody can do about somebody on twitter from america saying i know who who that is it's so and so but i think they try to like blanket oh it's a really it's a really weird kind of censorship thing i honestly obviously understand why because like look for example about what happened to poor old cliff richard when it you know they were like oh cliff richard's being investigated for child sexual abuse and they like went and got all his stuff out of his house and everything he didn't do anything but his reputation's still been tarnished Mm. by that if they had hidden his name then they could have investigated it and not had you know, not had dragged his name through the mud. I don't get how these things are supposed to stay quiet anyway, because I would have thought that, you know, somebody like Jack or or, or Abby or somebody would have been, you know, shouting it from the rooftops that yeah, it was Corey yeah, before but... that they were told they're not allowed to. Yeah. I think. Yeah. They would, I don't know, anyway. So that that's a bit I think it's one of those things that... The other thing as well that's weird about this is that all the people who know who Corey is know... That he has been, yeah. he's going to have this court case. Yeah. People that don't know who Corey is, it doesn't matter whether they. Well, I mean, it would have been like all around the school, wouldn't it? Yeah. For one thing. Everyone who knows Corey knows that this has happened. People who yeah. don't know who Corey is, the name means nothing. So, what's the point? I don't. Mm. Of honestly, obviously, there's 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 a very good reason for this, and I do appreciate it. But it just seems like it's kind of impossible to stop that happening on the internet mm. um toya um uh, so we've had that abby then lays into jack off screen sadly um because it's there's the break isn't oh, it yeah. and then jack's reeling from oh, um so sad. being dragged across the coals by so, abby later abby's such a bitch but kevin's saying i'm proud of your son for trying to make things better and it should be okay and it kind of is i can't believe how laissez-faire that kevin was i'd be a t- i would be such a bad parent because i'd be like oh my god jack prison now because you've broken the law oh god they're gonna take you off me oh what's <laughs> gonna happen and jack's uh, kevin's like there it's just the law i've broken a few <laughs> no what i can they do i think i think kevin did the right thing there he he is only little as jack i wasn't I- saying that age. he i wasn't <laughs> saying that kevin did anything wrong i was saying that i would have reacted completely differently to this i would have been like oh jack go and enjoy playing on your games while you still can <laughs> um so imran tells kelly he's gone to visit her later that um He's going to go with Sabine's plan um, and for, of, of getting them tried as minors, which means she's not going to have to sit in the dock. Um, also, we learn that at this point that after her court appearance or whatever it was on Monday, Laura has been given a suspended sentence for child neglect. Bizarrely, Kelly didn't know what that meant. I probably didn't at her age either, but then I wasn't facing, you know, possible 20 years in prison and I, I know, might I don't have think studied you get up on the lingo. A suspended sentence for kicking someone to death. No, I know, but you know, when you're in prison, you, you learn about Get the lingo. Yeah, I know things. what you mean. Yeah, so basically, in case you didn't know, suspended sentence just means you, if you do anything wrong, you get chucked back in. Yeah, you know, like when Fizz had that gun last year and she was told that she wasn't allowed to do anything naughty for two years and then they forgot about it yeah yeah so if you do if you don't do if you do something wrong within the period of time the the amount they they sort of say oh six months or whatever mm. 
And if you do something naughty within whatever t- amount of time, then you have to do the yeah. six months in prison. So the the reason that Laura got brought up is that she that Kelly's allowed to have this appropriate adult in what's with the, her. So it what's can't the be the point what? of the suspended sentence for child neglect if you don't even have the child in your custody anymore. We're not allowed like, to do anything I mean? wrong. Like, don't have another baby and not look after it because <laughs> it will literally die of neglect. Because we've seen we've seen that movie now. What move? The M. Night Shyamalan movie. We did go and see M. Night Shyamalan's um, old, and there was a baby there that... No, don't know, give it away. It was a terrible... Oh my gosh, that was an awful film. It was so, so it bad. Was, I thought it was the best film I've seen since The Happening. <laughs> anyway, look. It was like, look, literally, the worst... We're going one, off topic you, again. If you ever want to criticise Coronation Street for, like, bad scripting or any, you anything, You just watched really, the old. Watch old, and, and you... <laughs> Script, direction... Acting, everything about just, that film. Look, if you don't want to know dreadful. another spoiler, it's, it happens very early on in a film. Just like stop listening for like a minute. There's a bit where a dog dies, and the line from a doctor is, "The dog's died, but he was just alive." <laughs> the baby. I'm going to say this if we're in spoilers for old territory. Okay, fire. We're getting so sidetracked today. I apologise profusely, but it, everybody. I, it was, no, honestly, I'll say it was so bad. It was good. It started to be good again. I could but not wait to get out of the cinema. We start, the film started at like nine forty in the evening, so I was a little bit tired. You had a choice. When I when I when we see a pitch when we go to the cinema and it's a film that I'm not interested in, you can tell, can't you? Because I yep. get so restless. You just start it's like fidgeting. my legs fidget and flip up and down, and I was all over the place during this. You're like revolving not... in your seat. Yeah, I was basically <laughs> back on track. Toya is suggested by Imran as being Kelly's appropriate adult and he kind of volunteers his girlfriend to do this job and Kelly, bless her, is um, very, very relieved when Imran suggests this. Toya, when she finds out later, though, um, not quite so happy. Um, Yeah, this was quite funny because he's like, oh, yeah, she won't mind. Yeah, she hasn't found out yet anyway. So um, Abby, meanwhile, has gone to find Sally and is having a go at her for egging Jack on, apparently. And Sally's like, no, I didn't. I just said everything was going to be okay. I was just trying to reassure him. Um, and then Toya walks up to them. And she, I, don't, I can't remember who, what she was going there for, but she kind of walks to the end of the street, sees that Sally and, um, and Abby are at loggerheads, and she just kind of backs away, reading the mood a little bit, which is quite funny. Um Imran goes home and te- this is when he tells Toya that she's been voluntold to be Kelly's um, appropriate adult. And Toya's like, no, I can't do that. What will Abby say? We're best friends. Yeah, I don't... I... This came out of nowhere for me. Yeah, me too. I, we, we've seen about Toya not particularly being happy about being the pariahs of the street and Imran's kind of steamrolling through it anyway yeah. and say, well, it's going to be fine, Toya. We need to do it because, you know, justice. But the fact that, Ab- that Toya... I can understand so... her, like, in an abstract way, saying, this is really awkward. We live on the same street as the mother of the person that this person's accused of killing. But the way she said it, like, what will Abby say? Like, oh, what, the coffee morning where you talk about your favourite book that you read that week? What are you talking about? See, Toya and Abby could be friends. Really? Toya, well, they're the same age. Is that all it takes? Sometimes in Coronation Street. Only when you went to school with them. <laughs> um, Imran says, look, I've already told Kelly that you're going to do it. So you better. And then Toya breaks the news to him about Jack leaking Corey's name online. Um, yeah, and he hadn't even heard this. No, he doesn't know this. They go out out for a bit where they bump into Abby, who has a massive go at them um, for basically just offending Kelly and everything. And to- 
Toy is um, like trying to fall over herself to say, "Look, it's all going to be fine. As soon as this trial happens, the better." Sorry, sorry, Sobby. And, and this I- was... Imran's just standing behind her, not not volunteering any extra information or reassurance or anything. He's letting Toya take the rap. Well, also for, for all of this, this is an awkward situation because Imran knows that he wants to ask for an extension. Yes, and and he hasn't told this to Toya yet. So Toya's saying, "Oh, let's get this over and done with, so we can all move on." And then she looks at Imran, and Imran's not going, yeah, let's get this over and done with, because he's like, oh, I can't really do that, because I've got to get my blood splat stuff done. And then she says to him later, like, why the hell didn't you say anything? And he doesn't, still doesn't say, "No." well, actually, I'd rather do it next year. Um, Abby tells Imran that if he pulls any shady business with this trial and Seb doesn't get justice, she's going to have him. Kevin, meanwhile, it really winds me up later. that... That what? Imran's not saying, I genuinely don't think she did it. I think it was all Corey. He is saying that, isn't he? I don't think he really is, though. I don't know. Because I, I would just be like, look, I, am, I completely agree with you. Corey needs to be brought to justice. He needs to stop blaming Kelly. Mm. We will anyway, talk about there's all this no later point having as a well. match in the street. Kevin finds Abby later in the in the gardens. It's in Seb's garden. We have to talk about which garden we're talking about now, don't Seb's we? It's, it's bursting into bloom, Weatherfield now. With the but Queen's Seb's bush. garden, yeah, is uh, Abby's there feeling sorry for herself, very very on edge about everything, and she's she's upset with herself because she had to go at Jack. Apparently, um, Kevin says, "Look, you can act however you want. Um, I'm going to be right there beside you." Because uh, really, it wasn't that long ago. It was like three months ago that her son was murdered. Mm-hmm. And like and so so bland, she should be over it by now. But <laughs> she just keeps bringing. Move it on, up. next story. Yeah, sorry um, for your loss. <laughs> Move on. Imran is back on the phone later. Some uh, he, he's trying to get this case delayed, but not getting anywhere. And this is what Toya catches him doing. And she has a massive go at him for trying to drag out Abby's suffering. He says, "Look, I need more time to get these shoes analysed." Oh, and then he said the the stupidest thing. <laughs> Yeah. the only evidence I've got is Nina's drawings and there isn't anyone looking like Kelly in that I couldn't believe it when they said that it's like also though there is a bit where people are talking in emojis yeah I know so if if it turns out next week or whenever this trial ends that the uh, the bit of evidence that this whole thing um, hangs on. upon hinges upon is Nina's drawings well, I'll like, be, um, be a little the, bit let like, down I can just imagine like the process by which they'd have to admit this into court as saying look there, there's nobody that looks like ne- looks like uh, Kelly in those sketches like you'd have to then like independently like analyse and come to a decision that the court agreed upon as to how good Nina's drawings were and how much they actually resembled the people that they're supposed to be. Like, would you have to call in? Like, uh, would you have to spend £7,000 on getting the local, like, community college art teacher? <laughs> going, yeah, actually, this one looks just like Nina and this one looks just like Seb. We've had an independent um person just cross-reference all the people and there really is nobody in there that I, re- like I really don't get where they're going with these drawings. You have How to, on earth You have to have can some this be kind en- of, like, objective decision about how good she is at art. Like, like, this girl has had her boyfriend been murdered and she also nearly got killed herself and now she's on trial for how good she is at drawing. <laughs> how do you know she didn't draw Kelly in there but she's just really bad at drawing drawing Kelly? Yeah. Imagine how awkward that would be if she gets called to the stand and, and, and Imran starts to ask her, like, I see her, that nobody in this looks like Kelly. Does that mean that she didn't do it? And she'd be like, actually, she's on page four, eight and nine, <laughs> kicking Seb to death. 
It's like, sorry, Your Honour, we haven't got any CCTV footage of this attack, but I have just done a little doodle on this napkin. I'm going to slide it across the desk towards you. I'm not trying to bribe you. It's a drawing. <laughs> and then, the, and then the, uh, the judge says, well, there is precedence in 1782 when we accepted napkin evidence. <laughs> anyway, Toya's having a massive go at Imran, obviously. Um, she's saying, look... You've done a brilliant job. You've been working really hard. Patronising. Um, you're giving Kelly the best defence possible, but now is the time for it to come to court. NTA week is coming up in two weeks' time. We can't put it off anymore. We can't. We can't, we can't put it off. Do you want an award or not? And he's like, super soap week in October. Can't we just put it back to then? And she's like, no, no. NTAs. We haven't got anything else apart and then he from says, Phoenix look, Ashes. Last year, last year at Christmas, I had one of the best scenes of the whole massive story of the year can't we wait for that so i can do a soliloquy in court at christmas time again she's like no <laughs> that was the 60th anniversary we can't wait to the 70th for this to go on god we can't no. try her as a minor then can we think about it imran <laughs> um he says he calls toya naive and <gasps> says kelly's life is on the line what? here and it's all on me if i slip up once sabine's gonna be in there and she's gonna take hold of it and what she's gonna win mean, Sabine? sabine's gonna win and what? toya's like you mean kelly's gonna lose and he says it's the same thing. And she says, is it? Mm. Um, he says, it's going to make us unpopular with the neighbours, maybe, but I don't care. And Toya says, even if you lose me. Now, this was interesting. I know we might talk about it later, but we, we had different interpretations of this, didn't we? Because yes. she, I thought that she... What did I think? I thought that said she it was, was... an ultimatum. Yeah, she was saying, you, could, you choose either Kelly or you choose me. But I thought she was saying, this eventually could lead to us breaking up because of how obsessed you are about this yeah i mean friday there didn't appear to be any more of this i don't think she was saying him, so oh it's me or right. kelly i think she was saying you're getting way too obsessed with this it's, it's literally your job i understand but it's still just your job mm-hmm. ma um friday um toya is in a bit of a mood with imran still she's again she's proud of him she's she's kind of struggling between this is getting to really get in my wick now but also i think you're doing a bang up job and you kind of yeah, sailing solo on this it's um, like if it's I'm like worried how about Leanne you, felt when um when simon was a drug dealer yeah exactly. like, you're earning your own money but i can't i can't <laughs> uh endorse it she they, they tell each other they love each other which Aww. is always great um and she's he says look i really think a delay is going to be best for kelly in this instance my mate who's a forensic scientist or whatever thinks that kelly couldn't possibly have kicked seb um, it's more likely that she just watched. Oh, she just watched. Yeah, so that's fine. Um, Laura comes over. That was random, wasn't it? We saw Laura for one scene in the street this uh, this uh, this episode. She says, "I want to help out with the case." She and doesn't it, say that. With our, she does say, "Our Kelly's case," and it's like, and I was like, they're literally they're doing it on purpose now, oh, aren't they? I want to help out with the R. Kelly like case. With our Kelly's to. case, Imran says, "Like, I don't want you to have anything to have anything to do with this." Miss says, "Off you pop." Um, so we don't get to see any more of her. No. Toya goes to visit Leanne, tells her about the delay and everything. Simon's there on uh, Kelly's side, isn't he? He reckons he's on hashtag justice for Kelly. Leanne's still firmly on Abby's side about this, of course. And Toya says, oh, I'm worried about Imran. Um, and also, <laughs> if it, Kelly's convicted, he's going to blame himself. He's not going to be able to cope. All the drama and the stress. Um Abby's in the cafe with Roy later. They got the pre-trial review today, which was um, where the big scenes in today's episode all revolved around. Everyone's stressed out about it. Abby says, I just want to see these animals go down. So Imran turns up at court. Sabine's there. They're talking about this possible delay. She's like, no, I don't think that's necessary, actually. Oh, Um, you bitch. I know. And then so the... the (laughs) 
the pre-trial thing starts and Imran says, Judge, can we have an adjournment, please? Can we can we pause it for a bit? No. For a few weeks or whatever? And then there's the other guy, isn't there? The one who isn't a character. Um, Mr. I can't remember what name he had, but he was the, the guy judge. that's... Oh, no, he's prosecuting, isn't he? He was and on then, Seb's side. Yeah. He's the and goodie. Then he's on the side of the government. The queen, he's the queen. He's yes. the queen's bloke. Yes. Because it's the queen... Surely it's the queen versus... Corey and Kelly. Yeah, that's right. I so, tell you what, I'd be devastated if I ever have to go to court and it's the Queen versus me. I'll be, <laughs> I will be so upset. I can't tell you. Because um, I know one of her feelings. She done nothing to me. I know, I know. <laughs> he, he's like, no, I don't think we need an um, adjournment actually. And the judge says, no, me neither. It's going ahead as planned. Um, See, this is how I want to start every meeting I ever go to. We then Can we cut, do this another time? We then cut to Simon going to visit Kelly in uh, in the jail. And she says, uh, she, she's kind of pretty down at this at the moment. She's um, blaming herself, which is probably going to come and bite her in the bum next week. She I couldn't, says, I, I was this. there, I started it, I was the one that slapped Nina. And Simon's like, no, it didn't make it your fault that Simon's And I was dead, there though, going... You weren't doing the kicking. Yeah. <laughs> this annoyed me because this made me think... That because Kelly said it, we're not supposed to hold it against her now because she admitted that she kind of did it wrong. Whereas, you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna come out at another time. She's kind of, she's kind of taking ownership of it. So we're supposed to instantly forgive her, but I don't. I it was her fault. Simon says somebody must have seen what happened. Um, so he goes to the cafe to speak to Nina and say, "Let you just can't you, can't just, you draw just can't it? you just remember, just make it up and and just draw it and say you've remembered it." They seem to be accepting this as evidence now, <laughs> and she gets really upset and Roy orders him out. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Sabine in the court um, asking that um, she she wants Kelly's drug past um, to be brought up because she got. Um, what was the story there? She 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 got wasted with Asher that one time, didn't she? And um Listen, this on, kid on, on Jacob's drugs. This kid has been a drug addict and also a child pornographer. And uh yeah, exactly. And she kicked a boy to she, death. She didn't kick a boy to death. She, she was a spectator. It. Oh right. I didn't know it was pay per view. Um Imran says that this whole drugs thing is irrelevant and the judge agrees. So the that's... judge is like, Look, I've only been one point I've only been Imran. a judge for about three years because before then I was an interviewer at Weatherfield um employment agency and then also I was DC Chapman for a little bit and then I was a um I was a reverend for a, f- a couple of years then I was Joyce Malone oh she was Jessica Lundy we've just got Corypedia up at the moment Gemma Je- you found this earlier so this is Alwyn May who plays um oh, my who plays the judge she was the vicar who I married Roy and Hayley yes she was she was the vicar who married Roy See, and I Hayley. was watching her going Oh, she looks a bit like Alison Webster. <laughs> and Alison Webster was the was the one that Kevin married that also looked like the 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 Justice Jessica. All right, calm down. She was also GC DC Joyce Malone who investigated Frank Foster. We're looking at Coropedia, by the way. I said this. Um uh because he was uh raped Carla. Yeah. And she was also the consultant who treated Carla 
in 2019 when she had a mental breakdown. So she's only been a judge for at least, you know, the maximum of three years. You have just blown my mind. <laughs> because I loved Jessica Lundy when she was in there fighting for the Roy and Hayley. I love you saying Jessica Lundy as Jessica well. Lundy, you know, oh, that well-known Lundy. Coronation Street. She's um, been in a lot of stuff. She's been, she was in A Touch of Frost. She is in Children's Waters in The Bill. Doctors, Emmerdale, Life on Mars, The Royal, Silent Witness, Monroe, Shameless, Inspector George Gently, Happy Valley... My son, the fanatic, and whoops. Well, I just, my, I don't know what to say now. I'm, my, I, I can't see her as the judge now. Anyway, blimey. Um, she says, Look. yeah, we're not going to include the drugs thing, but it's fine to, we, it's fine if you want to submit. Yeah, I just get a picture yeah. of her. It's fine if you want to submit Nina's artwork. As evidence, Drugs. because actually like, I'm a bit of an attacker and I quite like to read it, actually. Yeah, is it a manga? <laughs> um, so, well. What about um, shoes? What about shoes? Shoes? In, uh, yeah, she, she, no. No, no, can't, can't have the shoes. I love this. This was like, oh, uh, no, this was conflicting for me because I'm on Imran's side by Hey Kelly. So Imran's like, oh, I got these shoes and I spent £7,000 on them. And the judge is like, what, are they Yeezys? <laughs> no, you can't so have them. Im- Sabine goes, miss, miss, can I ask a question? Um, can we not have that, please? Because it was in the wrong bag. And everyone's laughing at me for being obsessed with bags all my life. But look, this proves something. The right bag can make or so break the a story cool is that kelly's shoes were put in the wrong bag they should have been put in a paper bag but they're actually put in a plastic bag who, who can we fire for this also nobody took a picture of them before they were put in the bag they've so sweated it, and the blood pattern will have changed and the crazy. Just like yeah gross yeah i agree um, with you sabine yeah, so there's there's a bit of a problem for him. And he goes, that's his main bit of evidence. But it's my bit, best It's my bit. critical evidence. No. Can I appeal? No. Nope. So it's all over later. <laughs> I felt really bad for him, but I was so, I was like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, 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 oh. But Kelly, oh, no. Imran, why? What? Oh, paper, plastic. Which one? Which one's better for the environment? <laughs> Just imagine the, the, like, the tech, the forensic techs, like, we're in a really bad mood that day, and he's like, screw the planet, put it in plastic. <laughs> Um, it's all over later. That Imran smug. So Imran is uh, sickeningly smug at Imran. Sabine is, yeah. Uh, yes, he's having a big old gloat, and then um, <laughs> and then Corey's bloke comes over and says, "Oh, the C- CPS has said that if um, Kelly and Corey plead guilty, then they to could a, to, a, to, a, to a yeah, sorry, to a manslaughter charge. Then or some co- was it narrow, they can do that narrow focus murder? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, so they so." Because he, he wants he wants to get the trial over with. Basically, he wants a conviction. You, Gemma was telling me this earlier. You were saying, why too, does he care? I, I don't understand things like this. But yeah, he wants to get a conviction, and if if they just plead guilty, then it's easy. Well, they don't have he to gets do his the money. court case. He, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, it frees up court time for something else. So if, yes. they, if it's like saying, you say you did it, but we won't make you spend as long in prison. No, we won't throw away the key for too long. Um, so. <sighs> They go home. They go to the bistro, don't they? Imran does. And then Sabine comes and joins him and winds him up a little bit more. Toya handily comes in there to get a takeaway. Um, she's not happy to see these two ex-lovebirds together. Um, or indeed that Imran has not contacted her since the court trial thingy to tell her how things have went. And unfortunately, so- she wears her heart on her sleeve when she's um, confronting yes. them. <laughs> and Sabine's like, hmm, <laughs> I think I might be able to <laughs> use this in the future. 
Uh, she says, oh, someone's in the doghouse. Um, so Sabine tells Imran that Kelly's clearly going to be found guilty of this if she pleads um, not guilty. She could get up to 20 years for her part in Seb's murder. She'd be better off pleading guilty. And then this is when Simon comes rushing up to them saying, oh, Kelly's in a really bad way. Oh, what's going on? Oh. She's sad. And, um, Im- and, and it, it, Imran learns about him going to see Nina as a go at him for interfering with a witness. Apparently it doesn't matter, though. It's okay. But, is it? Oh, well, yeah, it doesn't make no consequences for anybody under oh, no, the age there, of 18. There weren't here. Simon is over the age of 18 now. No, no consequences if you're under the age of 21. Okay. Um, Abby goes to the cafe later and she's um, she reveals to Roy that they're not going to delay the trial. She's pretty chuffed about this because she just wants it over and done with. Uh, and then she sees that Nina's looking a bit miserable. And then they say about Simon coming in. Abby's fuming about this. And Nina's going, oh, I just wish I could remember well, what happened. Well, she says she's let everybody down because she doesn't remember. And yes. if, it, if she did, everything would be much simpler. Final scene. Imran gets home to an extremely snarky Toya. Um, she asks him about the hearing and uh, he says, look, I can't get my shoe evidence Did in. he? I want to know this, right? Has he spent his seven grand? Can he go back to this person and be like, um, I don't need you to come to court anymore to say that these space shoes are... I don't know whether he has spent the seven grand on it. So I can't what remember can whether they've said. Um, because he, I thought he talked at the beginning of the episode about his mates just had to look at them. I don't know. He had he had Why a case. Seven, cost seven. Grand? I do not know because this person's an expert and you have to pay them for their time. But mm. I just the, honestly it doesn't seem like he, he says something about. He said something about at one point in this week, like, "Oh, that's seven thousand pound will help me to get justice for Kelly." And it's like it's not though, is it? If you get, if you have to buy it, it's not justice. Oh, okay. What do you mean? What do you mean? You buy a good lawyer, then. Yes, but you know, philosophically speaking, you shouldn't be able to go with this money. I can buy some justice. It's not justice if you have to buy it. Can you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if you know, there's. Oh, I don't know. I just didn't really. <laughs> Every think... helps. I know, but I, I, I only know any. I only know stuff about American court systems, and it always seems really corrupt, to me that. It costs so much money and you can buy your way out of it if you're, like, well, famous and rich. That's what this story's about, isn't it? It's all about the Corey and his rich dad being yeah. able to buy this crack legal team around him, get Tommy O to be um, a character witness and everything, yeah. whereas on the other hand, we've got poor Kelly, who's only got Imran fighting her corner, and oh, um, so... it's about the imbalance, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. So it's about... versus poor. I understand. It's about this, this naughty rich kid whose dad is a publisher against this poor orphan child whose dad was a loan shark and mum is a massive chav. Yeah. Okay. Imran says at the end of the episode, look, if Kelly pleads guilty to manslaughter, then she'll get like eight years inside. Maybe that's the best option. No, never surrender. Exciting stuff, isn't it? I'm really, really excited to find this out what happens really in this trial next week. I've got... I don't know what's going to happen with this at all next week, apart from, you know, there was a few bits that were leaked in the press months ago because there was a bit of, bit of pap snapping going on. Pap snap. Um, but I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to plead what. Have you got any um, any predictions about where this is going? Um... I've got... I mean, the way that Kelly's acting at the moment, she could very well be persuaded to plead guilty because she was saying, oh, it's my fault. She was kind of... I hated that. Oh, it's my fault. Yes. Oh, I shouldn't have slapped her. No, you shouldn't have. Oh, I just stood and watched. Yeah, you did. Yeah. 
What's where's what, what am I supposed to feel sorry for you about? I hate this it's idea. It's tough, isn't it? I really hate this idea that we have in fiction where if someone's really sad and sorry that they did something wrong, we're supposed to go, oh, don't worry about it, then. No, oh, it's sad. No. It it feels like we should feel sorrier for her I than the majority do. I mean, we did a poll on Twitter, didn't yeah. we, about this? Um, we we said, do you feel sorry for Kelly? And thirty nine percent said yes, and sixty one percent said no. And it looks like you know the general mood on our Facebook group and other places All that I've been on were... is Kelly needs to get some kind of just uh, Kelly needs to get some kind of punishment here. Like yeah, she did something wrong, and everybody hates her. The thing is, I don't agree that she should get. She she definitely needs some punishment for her involvement in this, but she shouldn't be getting. She shouldn't. She. she years, I. I, to, I totally believe that she didn't kick Seb at the time when I watched it. I thought that they were both doing it, but there's there's no evidence since, now so that really, they have. Like we just watched it again, and I was absolutely convinced that it looked like two people were kicking him. Mm, but yeah. there is way so much room for Coronation Street to go back and say, "Aha, uh-huh, no." No, it was actually Corey all along. Because what we we see Nina and Seb walking down the street, don't we? We've got Corey, his two mates, and Kelly. Kelly's, where are they? Kelly, they? They run off after Nina, don't they? No, no, but I mean, where are they now? Where are they now? I don't know. Um, so Kelly's kind of jeering, as is Corey. But then when um, Seb and Nina are pushed to the floor, that's when we hear Kelly laughing, which is what turned up on Abby's answer phone message. Yeah. But then there's a good seven, eight seconds of Seb being kicked with no sign whatsoever of Kelly supposedly trying to get him off her, uh, him. So if she's if she says, oh, as soon as he started kicking him, I tried to get him off, I'm going to like, no, you didn't. And I don't know whether Corrie's going to try and rewrite history or to say, oh, the, the, the scene back in April where it didn't look like she was helping, that was just done for a dramatic licence or what. The facts are, from what we've seen, Yes, she may have helped him, but she didn't straight away. So I absolutely think that she deserves to have some punishment here. And yes, she did start it. Okay, Corey goaded her into snapping, slapping Nina, but she is not an innocent party here. Does that mean that she should have some kind of custodial sentence? I, I don't know. I don't know. But if at the end of this story, she walks away scot-free from this, I'm yeah, going to really feel pretty, yeah, pretty short-changed here. The thing is, she's obviously okay with Corey kicking Seb a bit. But she obviously, but she, her story is that once she realised that it was, you know, killing him, she she decided that it was bad, you know, that's mm. bad then. So she's okay with a bit of a kick in, but not lots. For what reason? What did Seb ever do? I don't even get it. It's really stupid. Mm. The thing is, she's going to be asked either, do you plead guilty or not guilty to either manslaughter or murder? And she can hand on heart say not guilty to both of those. She can say not guilty to murder. She can say not guilty to manslaughter. But did, if she didn't, if she wasn't, I don't think we know enough about the law to say confidently that it is not illegal to do that. She she didn't join in. Yes, she didn't stop him straight away, but then she did. I I think that she can say not guilty. But I've got. I don't. I don't think that she. I don't know. The way she was talking today, it felt like she could very easily convince to plead guilty. But I think probably she'll think about it, consider pleading guilty, but then change her mind and say not guilty at the end. I hope there's a decent trial out of this, because if it turns around on Monday and they say, yeah, we did it, and they say, great, court is over, then that's a bit rubbish for the court week, isn't it? So somebody's going to have to plead not guilty. Corey will probably plead not guilty, won't he? Or do you think he'll plead guilty to manslaughter? I I I think um, 
Corey's dad seemed like he's going to try and move heaven and earth to get Corey off completely, but it could well be that he says, maybe you should take this chance here and only get eight years in prison, four for good behaviour. What are you looking at? I'm just trying to look up what it is that, um, what murder is, you know, what is it in this country versus manslaughter and can you be because like i know in america if you commit a crime if say say you're involved in a robbery of a bank and somebody gets shot but you didn't shoot them you can still get done for murder because you were responsible for the crime that led to the murder Mm. yeah no that's true that's so you know um i i just don't see i don't see how you can get out out of it I don't think that Corey's going to get out of it in the end. He, do you, I don't believe he's going to walk through, do you? I don't I, see how I think anybody so justice of, says no. can say, like, of sound mind, I didn't think that kicking somebody when they're on the floor would kill them. I don't see how you can say that. I can't remember whether they... Have, have they not got the evidence? They, did they not have Corey's shoes or something? I can't remember. Or did he they find them in, him the, in the Did the they find them in the canal or something? But the question was, did he put them in a paper bag or a plastic bag? <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Oh, the water's run. It's, oh, made, it's made the it blood run. You can't know. use that. I don't know. So, you know, manslaughter's a bit different. Um, Found anything good yet? Involuntary manslaughter is unlawful. This is from sentencingcouncil.org.uk. Involuntary manslaughter is unlawful killing without the intent to kill or cause really serious harm. Mm. So that's not what he did, is it? Because that's not, oh, I didn't realise that I didn't intend to cause him harm when I kicked him in the head. Mm. That's not right. No. Unlawful act manslaughter is charged when death occurs due to a criminal act which a reasonable person would realise must subject some other person to at least risk of some physical harm doesn't matter whether the offender knew that the act was unlawful and dangerous or whether harm was intended. So basically, it's like, you know, if anyone can say, don't kick somebody because you might hurt them, that means that it's unlawful act. I don't know. Well, what about watching? Is it like a conspiracy or, or contributor to manslaughter? I don't, I don't know. I think we okay, went Okay, how about this? Week. Manslaughter by gross negligence occurs when the offender is in breach of a duty of care towards the victim... The breach causes the death of the victim and having regard to the risk involved, the offender's conduct was so bad as to amount to a criminal act. No, Kelly was not in duty of care over Seb. But I guess not. But at the same time, if somebody's being kicked, you know, you don't have, it's not your responsibility to stop them. But at the same time, if you don't, this is the thing. She wasn't a bystander, was she? She was involved in the whole thing. She it's wasn't not, just like, yeah, somebody say, walking say down the road was, yeah, on the other side. Say if I was walking down the road and I saw man, two men and one of them was kicking the other one, I think a lot of people, if I didn't go, hey, stop doing that, and I just ran away, a lot of people would say, well, she's probably scared that she might get also kicked to death. Mm. But if I was if I was following somebody, go kick him to death, and then he got kicked to death, and I was like, didn't know that would happen. <laughs> I think that you would say that I was culpable in some manner. I just don't know how they're going to try and prove anything because these these drawings aren't going to make any difference. And these drawings and, are not. And also, what can Nina remember? Because she wasn't there. She picked no, herself up. And yeah, know, we, we saw this, and what we 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 watched we watched today. She got she ran off, got chased by these other two, and the kicking did not start until Nina had been chased off around the corner. So she literally she did not see what happened there. So I I, I I'm fascinated to see. So how yeah, it goes, I, I just want to say that when when we re, we when we rewatched the 
scene, I definitely remembered it differently. And I was totally like, I even went and like checked the date. I was like, that did they change that? Is that from when they uploaded it originally, or did they change it since? So I checked the date, and it was the same thing. So I hold my hand up. I've remembered it wrongly, and it's not as as obvious as I thought it was that sh- that Kelly was involved. But in no way, from what Coronation Street showed us, could Nina have seen what happened? No, because she was chased to a different part of the area by two people and she was so badly hurt that she's lost her memory. Mm. Sure. And this know. was when he was he was ki- he was kicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I'm uh, I'm interested as well. Um Abby, what does she, what 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 does justice look like for Abby? She said that she wants to see these animals sent down. Do you think that if she realizes that Kelly didn't do any kicking is she going to be satisfied that she gets a lesser sentence or or what is she going to say oh sorry Imran you know you were right for defending her I didn't realize I I don't know whether we need you know I think for storytelling purposes Corey wants everybody at the end to sort of have a big hug and a kiss and say no uh you, you did the right thing you know what I mean but in reality, I'd rather that she just went, no, I'll never forgive you because I think she deserves more than she got. Because mm. I, I, I still... Like, I, think I also wanted to say about Kelly, um, like, I have this really bloodthirsty vengeance side of me, which I don't think is a very nice <laughs> personality trait. She does. But I don't think that it's an unusual human trait to have. But I'm like, yeah, punish her, get her in so much trouble that she'll never, ever recover for the rest of her life because Seb is dead and it's kind of partially her fault. But at the end of the day, this is a young girl who's got the rest of her life ahead of her and as a society, we can decide to say, you made a massive mistake here, but the rest of your life can still be rescued and you can still be a productive member of society. How is Kelly ever going to benefit herself or anybody on the on this planet if from the day one when she becomes you know she's expected to be a an adult and a sort of productive member of society she's in prison for Mm. watching something horrible happen to somebody else not do anything about it and how you know how is she gonna turn her life around from that she's had a really crap upbringing her mum was neglectful and this is what it's led her to isn't it more isn't doesn't doesn't society benefit more from her somebody saying no let's help you and stop yeah. you from because honestly she seems like she's scared straight now you know I she's done so. so many bad things already she's learned a lesson but now she seems like she's like oh crap yeah this is a bit too far now maybe i should stop i just don't think she's a nice person but i don't think that that's illegal <laughs> The thing is, in real life as well, if she was able to escape a custodial sentence, maybe she shouldn't hang around the street anymore. But the yes. problem is, she, if she, she does get out, she probably will hang around the street, like, won't she? The thing is, I think... will be like, Toya, we've got to take her in. She's got no one else. Yeah. And and I think, to be honest, ITV, uh, Corey would do well to keep Millie Gibson because she is actually a pretty good actress. I mean, so is Max Evans. Yeah. But there's no way that he's going to stay on the programme, surely, is there? Um but but how how can they how can they have her staying around with Abby if it was a choice between who do I keep between uh, Kelly and Abby I certainly know who uh, whose side I'd be fighting on then. Um, 
What else did we have on okay, this? Okay, I'm Go just on. reading a, a, a piece from The Guardian. Which Got is your like iPad a out again. A different case. By, it's by Harry Stopes. And it's called, How Do 11 People Go to Jail for One Murder? This is from 2018. And it says that there's like a massive group of people who were all got convicted of murder for one guy being stabbed. And it says, um, it's called Joint Enterprise. It says, this is the quote from the, the piece. There are a number of ways a person can be convicted for a crime in which they did not play the decisive role or even perhaps any role at all. Collectively, they are known as joint enterprise, a principle of common law stretching back hundreds of years. In one well-known case from 1952, Derek Bentley was convicted of murder after his accomplice in a burglary, Christopher Craig, shot a police officer. Let him have it, Chris, Bentley had said, perhaps telling Craig to hand over the weapon, or perhaps, as the prosecution urged, uh, argued, urging him to fire. Mm. Under joint enterprise, Bentley had provided what is known as assistance or encouragement and was therefore just as guilty as Craig, the principal offender. Well, and, that would suggest that Kelly is pretty um, in, uh, guilty then, doesn't it? And you think Kelly's having a tough time of it. Derek Bentley was hung. <laughs> so she's looking at 20 years. I think that's fair enough. Okay. Um, I mean, do, is laughing... An act of encouragement. I would say yes, because if I was, like, arsing around, like, I don't know, juggling some eggs and somebody laughed, I'd take that as, like, that's great, carry on doing it. I wouldn't be like, oh, better stop juggling she these eggs. She was definitely, like, uh, jeering and calling at, at, at Seb and Nina as they were chasing they were, as well. They Absolutely. were all drunk as well, they weren't they? Yeah, they were, they were. Um, what did you think of Toya being her um, appropriate adult? Do you think that's going to cause any issues? Oh, as... what a conflict. Yeah. I can just imagine her sitting there, like really trying not to look like she's smelling farts while this court's going, court case is going. She's going to be so annoyed. Yeah. Because I does she? I can't. I remember. think Toya probably has to get used to pretending not to smell farts or with all the veggies that they eat in that house. It's probably quite what was, fragrant. What was that, that thing that, that um, Mavis made Derek pass nip surprise. surprise yeah. <laughs> um, does Toya think that Kelly did it? I can't remember. No, she she's she said. No, she says, I don't think that she did it, but I think she was involved. I'm pretty sure Kelly uh, Toya said that. Because this is the thing, right? There's two, there's two things going on here. There's, like, the moral argument about what, as, what as a collective group of people we all agree is the right or wrong thing to do in a situation. But it's also, legally, how culpable are you or are you not? And mm. it seem, like, seems to me like the legal position is that you are... You are, you are, you should be in trouble, just as in trouble, according yeah. to the law. Whether or not the law is correct is is not. No, no. Is Toya going to like you know step down from being an appropriate adult? Is she going to think I can't sit here next Honestly, to this person as I'm no. hearing this? I think what will happen is Toya will be like, Imran, I can't believe you're forcing me to do this, and then she'll sit there and she'll be like. Oh Kelly, I just can't be mad at you. Look at your beautiful face. Oh, I, I wonder whether the the reason that plot wise Toya's got to be there is that so that she can watch Imran and Sabine butting heads because she's already feeling a little bit guilty about Imran and the ex, and and you know they've been sitting and she's caught them a couple of times now at the bistro with each other. And Imran so far has said I don't want anything to do with this, but I'm wondering and. I don't think I'm worrying particularly. I think I was more worried when I first saw her, but are there, is there going to be a spark there? Is Yeah, is like, in... for example, the prosecutor says, like, and then, Your Honour, the final kick was perhaps the hardest one of all. And then Sabine says, that's what she said. And then Imran goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then Toya goes, 
I can't believe it. Do you think there's any chance at all of Imran and Sabine rekindling anything here? I mean, he'd be a bloody fool because she's a really nasty piece of work. She's such a smug git, isn't she? She's, she's But this is a soap, lest we forget. She's out to manipulate and win. Like, honestly, Sabine, to me, looks like she has no interest whatsoever in trying to win Imran back. No, but I But I do think that she would mess with his head if she thought it would give her a chance. Because, unfortunately... Well, not she, for the story. Th- their clients are at loggerheads. It would be different if they were both trying to defend themselves at the same time. Mm. But they're both pointing fingers at each other, saying he did it, she did it. Yeah, I think you're right about maybe leading Imran up the garden path to try totally and imagine. encourage him to slip up. But she's also got her head screwed on. She knows what she's doing. and she I don't think that she would do anything that would potentially you know, get her in trouble. No, no, no. But I can imagine her like coming out trouble. of court again. Oh, Imran, you were so, I couldn't believe you today. You were so masterful. I, well, if I'm she like, thinks that it's going to lead to Imran and Toya having an argy-bargy when they get home that evening, and then so the next day Imran shows up at court and he's not, you know, got his head screwed on, right? Well, he's not reacting well at all to anything to do with Sabine because when Toya came into the bistro and they were, like, both sitting down together, he was like, oh, nothing to do with me she just came and sat down I don't like her and she's like oh do you have your bangers please and I was like what's going on you know like he's mm. really playing into to everything Sabine's doing to fluster him wrong foot him yeah she's messing she's messing around and like coming up to him and saying oh don't you think we should do this or I think we should do that listening to what he's saying to other people using it as information mm. scurrying off yeah <sighs> Great stuff. He's telling her all the stuff that she needs to know to to get him. And she already, like, knows how to manipulate him, probably. Mm, mm. (laughs) I know, it's really good. It's really, really good. I hope that this story gets a really nice chunk of next week's action. I'm intrigued to see what's going on with, you know, the feelings ashes thing, because they brought that up for some reason today. There's only about three, four scenes of them. But this story needs to get the lion's share of the scenes next week, just as it did when um, the attack actually happened. And he almost had like two weeks of Corrie where this was the only story, didn't didn't we? I I don't care about Maria's and her quest to save the world next week. Park that, please. Let's have full-on trial stuff, because there's plenty of great drama to be squeezed out of this one thing i wanted to mention is that al on our facebook group brought this point up and i didn't even think about it but imran was trying to find justice for rana for like a year to find out what caused the crash the the roof roof crash (laughs) on her head and he was desperately trying to find out who did it and what what caused it he can sympathise completely with Abby and her quest for justice for Seb but it never came up once and there's no internal conflict there either like he he hasn't said to Toya I don't even know if I'm doing the right thing like I understand they're trying to build this conflict and tension between Toya and Imran but I think an internal one in Imran would be way more interesting because we've seen couples split up and get together you know offer each other sprinkled donuts you know, for for ages, but he's in a really unique position of being somebody who's experienced almost exactly what Abby is going through. And rather than say to her, I know what you mean, he's going, oh, I can't talk to you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it would be really interesting. Like, even just to say to Toya, I have to do this. I have to. But I, but if But if I was Abby, I would be furious. Yeah. 
Yeah. At least he did say, I'm doing it so that Seb can get justice because we have to have a we have to have a legal system that has defence for yeah. people. But I, did, I felt it was a bit weak. Mm. But anyway, I'm still enjoying it. I think it's really good. Oh, it's fab, it's fab. I, I, I'm really loving Sabine. I think she's such a funny minx. I know, I don't, it's not, I don't need her to be a, a you know, long-running character or anything, but I'm, I'm enjoying... Yeah, the conflict that she's providing. I can just imagine the wardrobe department and like the um, I don't think this ever happens. The wardrobe department and the like the writers team going right. We have to have her be a minx, but she can't be slutty. And the wardrobe <laughs> department's like button to the neck. I know what you mean. Victorian frilly brows. Got it. <laughs> well, Victorian frilly brows. That's Toya's thing, isn't it? So she's like Imran. How can you fall for a woman that has nary a a flower upon her fabric? <laughs> I thought you liked floral patterns. And he's like... I love floral patterns as much as I love fetty lasagna. (laughs) It's all coming out. (laughs) Right, we must move on. That's been a very long time talking about that I really did enjoy that. And I'm sorry that I did ramble a bit about reading that article, but I did think it was interesting. And so if you guys want to look it up... Oh, you just have to look up that... um, The article that I mentioned in The Guardian. Yes. But on to another really important issues-based storyline. Smoke and Maria's. do you know? I know it's not smoke. The way that they explained this and the dangers of um, breathing in fumes and how it affects asthma felt like we could have done with a bit of that kind of explanation in the court case where none of us know about legal stuff. But I think everyone's kind of on board with the idea that exhaust fumes, like huffing them directly into a child's face can have detrimental effects. I don't think we needed this lesson. <laughs> no, and it really did feel like a lesson, didn't it? it we really were being did. beaten over the head by the, the PSA-ness of this, weren't we? Blind me. I anyway, feel very on. bad for all the car driving that we did this week. Oh, uh, yeah. On Monday, Liam's got a bad cough. Mm. Hold the front page. Weatherfield Gazette, let's put this in there. Yeah, don't ignore it. We all know what happened to Shannon Tattersall. Dead. Meningitis. Maria's got gets into an argument about Sally about the parking thing because she thinks you should better park where you like because she's got her hair salon and she needs people to come and get their hair cut. Where yeah. how are they gonna get the hair cut if they can't drive their car? And then along comes something to instantly change her mind. <laughs> Liam <laughs> Jack's like, let's see what happens. Yeah, so Liam's having a coughing fit and Fair play to the to the little boy who plays Liam. I thought he was doing a pretty good job. I didn't know this was going to happen. And when he started doing that, I was I like, bloody really hell, what's going on throat. with Liam here? He's doing an awesome job. That I thought of, uh, of, of, and I didn't know what it was. Acting. I didn't know it was an asthma attack. I, it could, is he going to, is he going to die he's in the street cancer. over here? But yeah, Jack, what are you doing? <laughs> I look, I would defend Jack here because. <laughs> what was that all about? Universally panned him on the internet for, for just standing just there like standing an absolute there. lemon. I have to say, one time... I, I would say look more like a lime because he was in his weather county outfit. It's like, oh dear. <laughs> um, one time I was in the hospital and it was... I can't remember why we were there. We were visiting somebody. There's me, my mum, my dad and my nan. And I don't remember if you were there or not. To Waterloo. Bucket of Bindle. My nan was eating and she started choking or something. She was eating. And my mum and dad kind of like quickly like oh no but I just sat there and ate my dinner because I was like don't make a fuss it's embarrassing when you choke on food I will just see how this pans out but to be fair I wasn't the only one and I wasn't solely responsible 
and she was being helped. I'm surprised you didn't take this as an opportunity to talk about the fact that when I nearly choked to death in that French restaurant that one time. Go on, why don't you tell me about that? We were in Cherbourg at Uncle Scott's, um, which is a very not at all so French burger restaurant. So <laughs> And I was having a nice steak and I started choking on it. <laughs> and I was choking and I was choking and I was like, oh, blimey, what's going on here? And it was... <laughs> And Gemma didn't do anything. Um, she, but then, and then I took my glug of lemonade. I glared at you. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't took my glug of lemonade. No, that bit of steak was still stuck in my throat there. <laughs> and then, luckily, I was able to cover it up just in time. And Gemma says, I was just about to come and get No, her. that's not fair. I literally <laughs> was about to stand up. But you don't... I don't speak any French at all. And I was thinking, if Michael dies, how am I supposed to tell people that he's dead? You know, more... Oh, score, score. Um, yeah, yeah, I was so literally that... about to, to, to get up and but the most disgusting thing about this whole story <laughs> Michael will never tell this part so he's choking he's got this steak in his throat he j- takes a swig of lemonade obviously does nothing and then he chokes it up with the lemonade a big wad of steak <laughs> And then calmly cuts it in half and puts it back in his mouth. So I don't know why it's good steak. Any idea? Any you know? Anyone who feels sorry for him and thinks I'm a bad person and for like allowing him to to ch- nearly choke to death? He wasn't traumatized at all because he just carried on eating his dinner. I was bloody traumatized by that, and for years afterwards, <laughs> how long did it take me to eat a steak? Now I am a really really fast eater, aren't I? I would say but, uh, the years after that, if ever I had a steak, it was painfully how slow say, it took me to eat it. You went from. Eating your food like a madman to a normal amount of time. <laughs> because you you ate your steak very carefully and I chew cut and it I chew and I chew and I chew and I chew when I have a steak Which is, now. to be fair, how you should have done it originally. Anyway, so Jack was just about to run just over about and, to. and no, save listen, Liam, he wasn't goes he? and tells Maria. It, that, that I would say was the directing. They just kept cutting to him doing nothing <laughs> and he didn't reacting really look in that no way. Concerned, did he? he was, he was like, just standing there. It's like he could have been looking at his watch like, is this... I don't know how long this is now, taking. I think that Kieran, Kyron, I can't remember how you pronounce his name, has not done too bad a job as Jack in the past few years. So I'm going to give him the yeah. benefit of the doubt. Monday here. was a shaky. Both he week. and is it Charlie, day. the boy Sorry. who plays Liam? I can't remember. They've both had a good, you know, year and a half off Coronation yeah. Street at this point. So let's just say they're getting back into the swing of it. It was a shaky, a shaky day. Monday's episodes, don't think. Not going to go down. Cohesively done in Corrie history. Anyway, Jack's like, oh. Blimey, cool, love a duck. Perhaps my friend is dying. As we say here up north. <laughs> yeah. Um, tells Maria and she's like, Cripes! <laughs> <laughs> Stone the crows! <laughs> and Sally um, does a, a re- revolution around her bag, doesn't she? Yeah, she to, does. to get her, ba- her phone out. I thought that was funny. She like revolves around it mm. like, in a panic. Um, and phones the ambulance. But guess what? What? Because of the cars. Oh, yes. Ambulance can't can't get down the road. They're like, well, I couldn't believe how fast we got here because the ring road's finally open Mm -hmm. and traffic free. But when we get to to come round the corner from Coronation Street, there's a bloody Merc parked on the corner. Bloody Ronnie, Uncle Ronnie again, causing trouble. Ronnie has to move it, but... And the paramedic's like there just going... Beep, beep. Well, that was the stupidest cliffhanger, wasn't it? it was a, this is a brake cliffhanger. And it's like, the oh no, the ambulance like, can't get around. Oh, it's fine. How do I solve this problem? I know, use the horn. <laughs> so anyway, the paramedic actually d- remembers that they can get out of the car. Mm. 
uh, out of the ambulance. I mean, runs to go and help him, gives him air. They go to the hospital and he gets diagnosed with asthma. And Maria's like, what? No way. He's never had asthma before. And they say, has he been around a lot of traffic recently? <laughs> has he been has he been sucking on exhaust pipes? And she's like, no, <laughs> maybe. Hang on a minute. So um, he gets, yeah, I feel really bad for him. I felt like this. I had asthma. I was diagnosed with asthma as a child. You I think still do have asthma. You can't ever say you don't have it. You've got it's your brown inhaler I've in the drawer next to I've the never, bed. I, know, I don't use my inhalers anymore. Um, like maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. But it's one of those things where once they say you've got it, like you never, they'll never say you don't have it anymore. Mm. Even though I think you can, you can, it can improve. Um, anyway, yeah, I remember feeling like this. Like, well, I don't want to have asthma. I don't want people to make fun of me. Because there's, there's this stupid trope of like the, you know, the big fat, kid who's unathletic like huffing on his inhaler for comedic effect so everyone can laugh at the stupid asthmatic kid i hate that trope so much it doesn't help children that have asthma to feel better about themselves Mm, or the big nerd you know the mill yeah like oh oh it's a sexy girl (sighs) Mm. you know i hate it it's ridiculous they should need to stop doing it. it's not funny um liam's obviously been watching the same cartoons as i had when i was a kid because he's mad about this and he doesn't want to live in holland he wants to live in holland he does want to live in holland because they don't we all they got the pollution sorted there apparently they all go on bikes everywhere um yeah so he's he's upset gary shows up and he's mad about it as well because he had to find out through kirk and then maria talks to kirk about it and then Kirk, Not in the hospital. Yeah, she's on the street. <laughs> Back on the street now. And he's like, "Whoa, toodaloo!" And then he poots off in his van with like a big plume of smoke. <laughs> that was a silly shot as well, wasn't it? it the whole the, the, Monday. The, the, the fumes there and Maria turning rounds. Uh, and it was like through um, the smoke. Yeah, it was on completely like every scene. It was all completely on the nose, wasn't it? There was no subtlety with anything. No, there was no direction. subtlety here at so all. She, she, it Maria, was as subtle as a crowbar to a van. <laughs> Maria goes to Underworld and says, Sarah, get that van off the road. It's a liability and it's fuming up the street. And Sarah says, no, why should I? So Maria says, don't worry about it. I'll sort it out myself. She goes and gets a crowbar from the garage garage, and then she starts to smash up the van. And everyone's like, wow, <laughs> watch, let's just watch this. She's absolutely crazy. And then they say, stop doing that. And she eventually stops and walks off dramatically in, in the final scene of the episode, as you mentioned earlier, walking down the centre, like it's some kind of Western. Mm. Um, it would have been badass if she'd like murdered somebody, but she literally just tapped a van. Over a thousand pounds worth like, of damage, I'll have vandalism. you know. <laughs> the thing is, and it's not even the craziest quite... thing Maria's ever done. And everyone's like, oh, that's out of character for you, Maria. It's like, she's a psychopath. This, we've seen better crowbarings on yeah. the street, though. I mean, David Platt, he's been up and down the street, If anyone deserved a, you know, a, a high crane shot of drama with a crowbar, it was mm. David Platt. Becky, didn't she attack something with a crowbar once? Or was it an axe? I can't it's remember. It's a tradition now, isn't it? Mm. In Weatherford, it's just a tradition. On Wednesday, Liam's mad about the inhalers. This is like the children with medical issues show now. It's for everyone with medical issues. But also Gemma. specifically children, you know. Because we diabetes. One? Oh, yeah. Um, Sepsis. Yes. Yeah. Legs come off. Lungs fall out. Die. Everybody on the street has got some kind of medical issue. We know But this. I mean, everybody does really in real life. I know. But, oh, but we just don't it. go on about it, do we? <laughs> We're British. 
That's what you Gary should have said. Lip about Look, you, shut up, Liam. Yeah, stop moaning about it and drink your smoothie. Gary says, don't worry. Maria's got your back. And then Maria says, oh, Gary, can we have some of that um, shoe money that you gave? that you gave for that pointless forensic expert to pay off my debt to to Sarah for smashing the heck out of her van. And she's also got to do community service, which I sort of hope is like... Her community payback for your finest cause. I'm going to get my revenge. <laughs> um, I hope that her community service involves driving people somewhere. <laughs> just for larks. Like the uh, patient transport service yeah. for Weatherfield General. <laughs> She's got to apologise as well. So she goes to the factory to apologise. And Sarah's like, oh, am I supposed to be grateful? <laughs> I love this. She's such a cow. She's such a condescending cow all this she episode, did have Sarah. A, she did have a van smashed up. I think she's got every <laughs> right to un- not accept Maria's apology gracefully. I didn't Maria's say it was unjustified. Can you, not, can you not be justifiably condescending? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so um, she, she makes some mummy comments, walks off, Maria goes and talks to Sally and she says, look, you're right, Sally, we need to do something about this traffic. And Sally's like, great. And then and then Maria's like, so what are we doing? And she's like, oh, God, I didn't even think about... Uh, <laughs> I've got put a sticker on you. Yeah. And go, yeah. She literally has no ideas or plans. But they did, they're trying to make Coronation Street a residence parking... Yeah, by, by getting... By getting s- s- signatures on a petition. Maria wants action. Maria wants crowbars. Mm. Maria wants violence and vengeance and community payback. So, together they'll certainly solve it. Maria sees... So this is the problem, again, with this this thing. What is going to happen in this show? They're just going to stop people parking there and then Liam will, like, forget he's got asthma. It feels like the story's just going to be quietly dropped. But I don't know. I mean, it's... So far, they've run quite a bit out of this, haven't they? Because they've, they've had Todd getting hit by a car and then we had the, the jollities of Sally on a campaign trail How last week. Car? And then this week we had the... Um, we had all the asthma stuff. I'm surprised they've, they've taken it in quite a few directions, but it feels like it is a bit of a issuesy thing, and it's going to get dropped. Right. So Maria sees Sarah in the pub and says, "Look, sorry again." Sarah says, "Okay, um, but you just know that I can't, um, I can't do anything about it. Like we can't. We've got one van that's a hybrid, but we also need another van, and we can't afford two that's that's hybrid." And Maria's like, look, it's not personal, but what's your corporate responsibility and your environmental policy? And so I was like, look, leave the environmental people, environmental stuff to people who've got PhDs, not GHDs. And I was like, going, ha, 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 take that. And you were like... I don't get that. You just ignored it. And then, like, the next day you said to me, what's GHD? <laughs> so GHDs are hair straighteners. In that case, so it's a funny very joke. funny joke. <laughs> it's a funny joke. But yeah, what? I couldn't believe it when she said that. What a... What a cow! <laughs> that was great. So Maria goes. I think that they just need to get Michael on the case because he's a bit of an inventor, isn't he? He could like invent a knicker car that's so he can invent runs on potato fuel or something. Something that's already been invented, which is an electric car. Well, no, he just what is there? What is there a surplus of in Weatherfield that they could use to stupidity? <laughs> <laughs> stupidity and Kerr could be driving it it's perfect <laughs> plug it directly to the brain <laughs> oh ever since they plot this new engine I'm going really fast <laughs> I can't understand it <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. anyway Maria goes to see Gary they make up and and then he tells her no, she. She says, she says we've got to sell our big car because that's another thing that Sarah brings up. It's like, oh, you you can talk, and then she tries to get him to also sell his van. 
Da, da, da. But I need that for transporting dead bodies. And furniture, but mostly bodies. Um, yeah, as long as he doesn't sell it to Imran's forensic mate, who's going to just going to run a test on it. Yeah. Hang on a minute. It says there's dead loan shark been in here. Sorry, I'd, I look, I'm really sorry, but I put it in the wrong bag. <laughs> so it's broken. What sort of bag is right for a, uh, a corpse? An environmentally friendly bag. Um... Yeah, so uh, what what was it that didn't work on this? Was it just a bit like calm down, love, Maria? It felt really anno- I really don't like it when people don't care about something that's obviously a problem until it affects them personally, and then they become like completely. This is a very normal thing to do, though, isn't it? Get completely like vigilante about it. Mm. I just get I just get wound up by Maria. I wish Maria is such a sanctimonious cow. Like, suddenly nobody's allowed to drive a car around her precious son. Yeah, when she had, she didn't care about it at all before. But if, it, equally, if it had happened to somebody else, yeah. like, you know, if if um, Harry had de- developed asthma, for example. She'd be like, oh, why aren't you necking? Who cares? Yeah. Everyone's got asthma. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, so it's, it's just So my silly. question and, is... And Maria's boring, Like, actually. we know that they... I, I don't... Are we allowed to say that what? they... Um, put a electric charging station yeah, in Coronation. Yeah, because yeah, Eileen had that green car that she won I in know, the competition was, for about two years. It was promotional, wasn't it? Yes, I think they so. got paid to put that in, and there was a charging station on Rosamond Street outside. Outside the medical centre. Outside the medical centre. <laughs> it's not there anymore. It's not there now, which makes me wonder whether they're going to have a big thing about you know a charging station because the government wants everybody to start using electric cars soon in this country. And I'm pretty sure that yeah, they're going to start um, giving people money to install charging stations in their driveways and stuff. Wouldn't it be nice to have a driveway? Um, so are they going to get like a bank of electric charging stations? And everyone will be like, oh, this is good. We've never had this before. I mean, Coronation Street does like to be the green soap, don't they? Yeah. They do have the little, you know, the the, the little duck with the... With the with a twig in its mouth at the end of the credits yeah. because of um, all the environmental stuff they do. And I don't know if it just feels a little bit like something where they can say, can you renew our certificate of being yeah. the greenest soap everywhere? Well, so I don't know. But it's also annoying because this is like the least car dependent community perhaps in the whole of the, the world. Yeah. And they they never normally have cars and it's everyone else is parking like oh we don't need cars it's everyone else is being mean and parking their cars here they've got a tram station literally around the corner they've got a bus stop at the end of the road i literally can't help but think there's nothing anyone can do to help these people Mm. to stop using cars they've got everything they need they all live and work across the road from each other it just feels like what what are you supposed to do about it quite sit right with this particular community does it Oh, well. Oh, well. And is, the, the thing is, Sally wants there to be permit parking. Is that going to solve the problem of the fact that we all drive cars? No. They need to do something like like put electric charging stations or everyone gets an electric car or something. You know? I want them to put on the tubes like they have in Futurama and just sucks them up there and Suicide zooms them to wherever. Maybe not. <laughs> I, I would get. I would pay money to get one of those installed on that street. <laughs> Shove a few people in there. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, right, Grace Under Fire, then. 
This is an all right story, wasn't it? Yeah, this, as, is, as where, this is my story controversial the week. opinion story. So, um, Ed, on Monday, has been doing a bit of house hunting, hasn't he? He's oh like, my God, this was the other bit that wound me up. What He, he says, I've picked up a house at an auction, I've got a fixer-upper. Um, he says, look, um, and he also tells Grace and Michael that you can help them out with finding no, a house as well, because no. what? I'll explain it in the way that it actually happened. Go on then. Ed, I forget. who's living in a house with his two grown sons who live with him, one of them with his partner and their child, in a... Backstreet terrace. In a terraced house that was not built for this many people. Well, it probably was built for this many people, but realistically it doesn't house mm. that many people these days. Comes in and says, guess what? I've bought a second house so that I can profit off of people's misery by being a landlord, because <laughs> apparently it's evil to be a landlord. Um... I know that you guys are looking for somewhere to live, but I don't care. And then Grace says, house? You've bought a house? That's funny, because we'd actually like a house. And then he says, oh, maybe I can help you find one. I don't think finding one's the problem, Ed. I think it's all the other stuff that comes along with it, like buying it. (laughs) I literally could not believe that this man, like, I understand, like, I get it, but he's... Obviously doing it well for himself if he can afford two mortgages. And he's not even, like, offering to say, like, why don't you live there while it's being done up? You can do some of the, you can do some of the paintwork or you can sand it or you can look after it until it's ready to rent out. Literally, does... no idea or concept of, of helping his children out at all. He does and say... And he's not, not responsible. I'm just going to say, I don't think he's responsible for it at all. But you would think from the way that they interact with each other that Ed and Aggie would have at least thought about it. He does say he's going to help them out find one at auction because he's he's realised this only, is the way that you get houses cheap. Only when Grace says, we want to live in a house as well, Ed. Yeah, but he is... He's like, oh, not that one. Not the one I've just bought. So, fine. I'm sorry, uh, I thought this was ridiculous. Grace gets looking through the magazines and she's earmarked a few properties already. She goes around the factory to show Michael and he's really not that interested. It's like, what, in a this, house? Still... I've already got one. Despite having many conversations with Ronnie up to this point where he's told um, Michael, you really need to tell Grace that you don't, you're not that into and give her the heave-ho, he still hasn't you know, built up the courage to do it yet. <laughs> um, so Grace says, well, how come you don't sound particularly excited about this? Why is it, why is it me that's doing this? I want to have the house with me and you and Glory. And he says, well, oh, you know, I'm just happy at living at number three at the moment. It's by work and everything. What it really means is my mum washes my pants for me and, and cooks she me makes breakfast me every morning. And she makes me and cereal um, Grace, together. Grace says, um, well, you know what? I've been offered a job at my friend's lighting company in Hull. So she, uh, she says, well, we can go and move up there. Um, no, she's saying, I'll go move up there. You stay here if you want. Oh, yeah, she does, doesn't she? Yeah, the, and then the, the ultimatum, the, 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 the um, possibility at the end is that she says, I could team up with you in this baby grow business. And, that um, I basically put together. Yes, because Michael's... Um, my, yeah, so... That, that... Well, Michael's came up with some ideas and she then used his company that he already made, but he kind of shut down, to sell these baby grows... And then she says, look, why don't we go into business together for this baby grey stuff? And that can be my job instead of me going to hell. And he's like, oh, well, no, let's just wait till it's got more established. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right, isn't it? Wednesday, uh, we have a little bit of James, don't we? Only last week, James was in it about his complaint, but apparently it is being appealed. Isn't it's going it? to be investigated, but nothing else happens there. Um, so Ronnie and Michael have another conversation 
And uh, Michael's like, oh, I just don't know if I can trust Grace. I don't love her anymore. And Ronnie says, tell her the truth, you bloody donut. I've told you this million times. Why can't you just admit to her that you're not that into her? And Michael's scared of what she'd do, which is fair What's enough. What's this? I've just, I've just done a bit of extra typing. Is that there. Abby that did that? It might have been. It's just a bunch of random, random letters. letters. Um, no, he, he says, I'm, I'm scared of what Grace would do. And I kind of understand that. I completely well, She sympathize. has got psychotic tendencies. She, he's right. She, he should be scared of her because... Um, she yeah, she would do lots of bad things. She probably. would. So Grace meets him in the Rovers later and says, "Look, we maybe need to speak to Adam about you know the legal side of this business if we're going together and everything." And he's like, "Oh, I don't know, it's a good idea. In fact, the whole thing isn't a good idea. The business and the co-parenting." Finally, he gets his act together and tells her that um, I'm not that into you, Grace. So he gets his drink thrown over him and yeah. she storms off. Hasn't had a good old drink thrown for a while in the Rovers, have we? I miss it. Was it so, against COVID? Surely you can throw Detto on somebody. <laughs> quite, quite helpful, isn't it? Yeah. Just inject it straight into their veins. Spray it at them. Um, they're back home later. She wants to know why he pretended he loved her again. She's absolutely devastated. She's, yeah, she feels she's like gutted. an idiot. She's been strung along. Yeah, and he says, oh, I thought, you know, if I hung around you enough, I'd remember what I loved about you the first time. But it's not working. (laughs) But I was scared of losing you and glory if I told you the truth. And Grace is like, no, I'm not happy with that. No. So Ed comes home later, finds Grace absolutely fuming. She's packing all the stuff in her bags. Um, she says what's going on and Aggie's there as well yeah um, she she says I've wasted too much time on Michael and his deadbeat family I'm out of here <laughs> and Aggie's like oh. Aggie Aggie and Ed have um, wanted this to you know wanted to be grandparents yeah. and they thought they were to Tiana yeah. um, and now they're worried that they may be going to lose another baby so yeah. they, they have got to come up with a plan and quick to Whoa, stop yeah. her from leaving their life so um, but Aggie's like, saying Michael's yeah. got rights you can't do this um, and Grace says well you know what if you give me this house that no, you no, just no. bought I will first, stay first of all she says well I'm glad Michael told me how he feel because I have to put up with you anymore oh, yeah, that was and funny. then she's like Aggie and Grace great. are like ah very day. Yeah. I absolutely love Aggie and Grace hating each other. So do I. It's brilliant. That's yeah. what I thought I want to keep Grace on the street just yeah. so that carries on. So Grace says, "Yeah, if you give me this new house, then maybe I'll stay." Um, <laughs> five, five minutes I'm to going uh, make that decision. <laughs> Okay. Both me and Gemma looked at each other with exactly the same idea about what Grace was going to be doing for five minutes upstairs. I'm just glad that they didn't have lots of straining and um, farty noises followed by a toilet a flush sh- at the end. Sh- yeah, a little bit of air up. conditioning. Don't go up. Um, so while she's up there, Michael gets home. Um, and then Aggie and, Aggie, Aggie and Ed are like, right, it's your problem now. We're going yeah. down the pub. So Grace comes home and uh, came down. downstairs, sorry, and Michael's there, finds him begging her to reconsider. Um, before she leaves, he's like, look, I'm always going to care for you. I want you to be happy. Don't take glory away. And she's like, no, screw that. So she goes to the pub to find Ed and Aggie because they've had more than five minutes now. Um, well, no, she... Michael, by this point, has given... No, he what? says, I don't... I, I just want you to be happy, but I don't want you to take Grace uh, glory away. And so she goes and sort of fibs... And says, Michael says she do, he doesn't mind if I leave. Yeah, so can I have that house, please, if you want to keep you, me Because if you here. want me to stay, Michael doesn't care. So you're the only ones that are objecting. And if you want something from me, you're going to have to give me something back. Yeah, and she says, I gave you five minutes before, but, you know, we're at the end of the episode now. So I'll maybe give you until the next episode to come to your decision. Because honestly, that didn't solve the problem. I still got a bit of a funny tummy. <laughs> yeah. So I you need, can have to I need tomorrow. 48 hours <laughs> in the car, Zina. <laughs> 
Friday. I'm so glad you built that downstairs toilet. <laughs> Friday, things are still pretty tense at number three. Aggie tells Ed that Michael's going to be devastated if Grace leaves, as if we needed reminding. No, he's going to be devastated if Glory leaves. If, yeah, exactly. Grace yeah. leaves with Glory. Yeah. Um, should we need to call the police? She's blackmailing us. And Ed says, <laughs> look, I don't want to risk um, I don't think it getting her mad anymore. Like I don't know, I don't know. I don't I see. Really I know lots of people. For this. I know lots of people really think this is awful of Grace, but I don't see this as blackmail at all. This is literally she said. She said a few times that she wants to go to Hull because her family's in Hull, her friends are in Hull. I, I, I kind of get the impression that she is from Hull. She's moved here because she thought that Michael wanted to have a relationship with her. Then you know, admittedly, she went a bit mad. She kind of went to prison for stealing a baby and all that, you know. But put that behind you. Let's forget that happened. Um, she's she's you know, she's kind of put her life on hold. She really has. She hasn't got a job. She d- didn't. She want to abort this child. I can't remember. But I don't. I don't, remember I, don't I don't know what happened. I I can't remember it. But she's got a baby now, and Michael helped to bring that child into the world. And he expects her to just live in his parents' house forever as like a prisoner. <laughs> do you know what I mean she's got she's got a job offer and family in a different city and she's like it sounds like she's blackmailing but she's really just saying I can live somewhere else I can live anywhere in the country with my baby and you're and he said he doesn't want me anymore and we don't like each other why would I stay mm. I don't I, I kind of get what she's saying no I do as well I do as well I just really really like Michael and I feel and I feel bad for him and, and I kind of like Aggie and Grace, uh, Aggie and Ed at the moment as well so it's um I thought I think everybody's kind of right in this situation like Michael's right because he, well he should have told her a long time ago I would never trust her again she's a psychopath I wouldn't want to be dating her or have a ba- baby with her but that ship sailed mm. I can understand Ed and Aggie going oh, this snake woman has hatched our grandchild somehow. We have to keep her at all costs, but we're not going to be blackmailed because that's our nest egg. And she's saying, I just want to live somewhere that's not with bloody Aggie, eating her weird banana custard with, I don't know, anchovies. Mm. It's. Um, I think they could just do with Grace having an unfortunate accident or something. Maybe her and uh, Natasha can get into a crash together or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe. Now. Mm. Um, so anyway she goes to go and see Ed at the yard and he agrees to go along with her plan as long as the house stays in his name this is what I said should happen yeah and she's like no I don't like the idea of that actually you said I could have this house and he's no. a, and he's like no you, I, this is a good deal and and she says she kind of relents in the end doesn't she so the house is still going to be in Ed's name she's just going to be living there rent free and although she can't move in there yet because it's not ready to be moved uh, moved into um he's gonna do whatever he can to make sure that she can move out asap um aggie doesn't like the idea of grace hanging around uh, a bit longer um she she's mad because they spent all that money on the home now it's kind of kind of lost um and what happens at the end grace is alone with ed with alone with ed later She's actually quite grateful and she's sorry about the blackmail and everything, but she hasn't got a choice. Michael comes home and they say, oh, we're renting this house to Grace out so she can say local. He is relieved because he's still going to be able to see Glory. Yeah. See, honestly, I don't know what anybody expected Grace to do. I, 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 I get people are mad at her, but I don't know what they expected her to do if she doesn't have a job and she has a baby and nobody to support her. And it's not like she hasn't tried. 
because she got offered a job in Hull and she turned it down because she wanted to stay with Michael. And she also wanted to help him with his business that she literally launched and he's just arsing around doing nothing and moping about not being promoted at work. And she's actually doing stuff. And he's like, no, you can't be part of it. Like, well, right, then I'll, I'll take the site off. You know what I mean? Mm. She's done all this stuff. And then they say, right, don't live in this house, move out, but don't go, don't go too far because we want the baby, but we don't want you. Well, it doesn't work like that. Mm. Does she think that she can, you know, win Michael round again if she stays around longer, do you think? No, I just think she's... I don't... Honestly, if I was her, I, I, the only thing that I'd be thinking that was a good thing here was getting free rent. Yeah, it was brilliant. I just, I just don't see, like... I mean, is... This is the question. Is Michael paying her any kind of child support? Because if he's not, then, sorry, but £500 a month for rent for your baby seems kind of... Mm. Fair, Fair enough. enough. I don't know. I don't know how much child support is, but you can't expect this woman to live near you so that you can have the baby when you want to see it, but you hate her guts and you expect her to just stick around and not go back to her family. Mm. Oh, I just think it's a shame because I think that, you know, under different circumstances, Michael and Grace could be quite a nice couple, actually. I completely She's understand. Right. That He's right, though. She, if you, if, he doesn't, if he doesn't love her, he doesn't love her. Regardless, and, he, and there's always going to be the worry in the back yeah. of his mind that she could go nuts again. I just but... think regardless of what you think about Grace as a person, in this situation, I don't think that she's being that unreasonable and saying, if you want me to stay, where am I going to live? I'll live in this house that you guys have just bought. The other thing I said, like, if I was, and Ed did do this, I would say, yeah, you can live there, but you're not having it. And that's what he did do. I think it was a pretty clever compromise. Yeah. And also, I would have said to her, if you want to live in this house rent-free, then you're going to have to pay the bills for it. And you're going to have to help me renovate it. And you're going to have to paint stuff and strip wallpaper and sand the floors. You're going to have to do all of that and you're going to have to maintain it. Because surely they need somebody to be there to stop it from getting broken into. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And yeah. then and then you've got Aggie sort of going, oh no, that was all of our money. Like, oh, you, if you can afford a second property... You're not that hard done by, are you? I, I don't it want to It is quite mean. funny that, you know, the Baileys came in with all these money problems. Aggie did bring it up, didn't she? She said, oh, thought we got past all our financial worries because caused by Ed's gambling and everything. Just doesn't... I, I don't... I never really... Like, everybody has opinions about how other people spend their money. Whether or not... Like, nobody should be saying it to people. But you have opinions, don't you? Mm. And you just... I'm just watching Ed, Aggie, Ed and Aggie... With two grown sons living in their house with a second property that they're buying to to rent out. I'm thinking, it's something missing here about what are you doing? <laughs> Don't you want your children to move out? Aren't you fed up with them? I would be. I think they're just kind of hoping that James starts using his mega football but bucks. But he's like, it's possible that he might not ever get those mega football bucks. Possibly. It just seems so really mad. It just seems so... Like, the money things... I don't know. Perhaps we just have generous parents, but I can't imagine my parents ever going, oh, yeah, we're buying a house and we we don't want you to live in it and we're not going to give you discounted rent or... Not that I would expect somebody to give me a house for free, but I certainly would be like, expect first... First dibs. First refusal if they bought a house that they wanted to rent out and I had I was homeless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that, <laughs> is that unreasonable? I don't think so. No, maybe no, no, maybe like 50 quid off a, off a month or something. I don't know. Let's move on to the next Bailey story, Gemma. And anyway, the way the housing market's going now, they could buy it today and sell it 40 grand more next year. That is true. Je- Jelly Bradley, Gemma. 
<laughs> oh, bloody Uncle Ronnie. Oh dear, the Bailey's just causing havoc wherever they go. I want to know, what did people think about that? Because I know lots of people really hate Grace now and they think it's really funny. Um, but does anybody agree agree with me that she's not being that unreasonable? Oh, yeah, I don't think she's No, I'm just interested in what people think. I just find it interesting. Anyway, we can all agree that Jenny has no business chasing after Ronnie, can't we? <laughs> I don't think everybody agrees that. On Monday, <laughs> Daisy's still in Jenny's band books and Ronnie comes in and says, oh, I'm going for lunch at the bistro with, with um, Debbie. And Jenny's just jealous all week. Ronnie comes in from the meal and Jenny's all being snotty and catty and he's like, picks up on this vibe. And Jenny has to deny that she's acting je- jealous, but she's obviously... It is definitely a case of uh, she doth protest too much, doesn't it? She's clearly got the hots for Ronnie. Daisy and Ronnie like look look at each other and they know that this is what she's up to. And then Daisy's winding Jenny up about being jealous. And then Daisy tells Ronnie that Jenny's got her eye on her. her yeah, Jenny's her got her eye on him. On him. <laughs> but Jenny's got his eye on her. So that's why I got confused. You know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> on Wednesday... Ronnie asked Jenny out for a meal and this was her chance and she blew it. She's like, oh, oh, I can't. I've got to wait for the plumber. Yeah, he catches her with a plunger in her hand or well, something. She's kind he? of like, she's torn between like, this is a bit inconvenient and also, oh, I don't know if this is what I really want mm. now. Um, she, he sees Michael later and says, Jenny's given me the Spanish Archer. I did look this up. And Spanish Archer is elbow. So it is giving um... me the elbow. I have not. I don't think I've heard that expression before. I've never heard it before. Like it. I said to you, does that mean what? Like, no way, Jose. Or something? <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. No, it's elbow. Elbow. Is that what they really call it in Spain? I, no, probably not. I don't know. I only did Spanish for like two years and we didn't get to archery, believe it or not. <laughs> Later on. You must have done hobbies. <laughs> Later on, Jenny tells Daisy about Ronnie's proposition, but she's like, oh, I don't know if it's a good idea or not. And Daisy says, you should definitely go for it. And then Ronnie comes into the Rovers and he's got flowers for her and she's all like, oh, but I'm not, I'm not quite ready. And he says, oh, I'm really sorry. I, I just thought that um, we would get together because Daisy gave me the green light. And Jenny's like, what, what? So when Daisy gets back, Jenny has a go at her for embarrassing her by egging Ronnie on. And Daisy says, why? What? You obviously fancy him. Why, why don't you just admit it? And she's like, no, I shan't. And then Daisy refuses to apologise for interfering. Then on Friday, Jenny tries to butter Ronnie up by offering him a full English. And he says, that's not a sex move, in case you you wondered, from a different country. That's breakfast. (laughs) But it could also be, I don't know. (laughs) Don't want to think about it. Is it with sausages? I don't know. Um, He says, I'm not trying to avoid you or anything, but because I I understand it's just not the right time. Still want to be friends, um, but... I'm not just not, I'm not bothered now. And it looks like she's missed her chance. And Michael's like, yes. Yeah, throughout this episode, it was another one of these like, no, no, You're no. Being and then, oh, few, maybe not. And then, oh, yeah, totally being teased in there. Daisy's trying to suck up to Jenny by doing all the tidying and everything. They start having a little argument. Um, and then Johnny walks in right as Jenny says, I'm still married to Johnny. And he's like, well, hello, what's all this then? So they have, Jenny and Johnny have a little chat and it's, acknowledge that they still love each other in a way but there's no going back and he says that moving on with somebody would be good for her um it would be tough for him to see as would it be for michael but 
he'd get used to it. Do you think, Johnny, do you think Johnny's secretly going out with somebody and he's just telling Jenny this so just that when to... he brings in this buxom 21-year-old... Yeah, just get used to it. Meanwhile, Ed is with Ronnie in the bistro and Ronnie says, I'm just going to not even bother dating anymore. Debbie is bringing them the bill and he points out that she's forgotten to put the starters on there and she she says, oh, you're such a such a gentleman. Oh, most people wouldn't mention this. Oh, and she flirts with him. Um, meanwhile, Jenny tells Daisy that she's decided that she's going to take a punt on Ronnie after all. And now's the perfect chance because he's just come in with two glasses and a bottle of wine, says Daisy. So Jenny gets all excited and she even takes a hair of a ponytail. That's how you know it's serious. Walks into the bar. She glides in like a goddess about to receive her offerings from the mortals. It turns out that he is just having wine with Debbie. Can't believe it. They're talking about ghosts and Bigfoot. That was funny. And they're, they're saying about, they're not real. Oh, yeah, they were, they, were, they were talking about ghosts not being real. Then Debbie pretended that Bigfoot was real. And then they just had a joke about it. What do you mean it. pretended? I think that they are perfect. Read I, Missing 411 and tell me Bigfoot's not real. I think that this shows that they are perfect <laughs> together and they should get married immediately so that Jenny can't possibly have a chance to get in there. Well, they both love Malbec. And they yes. both don't believe in ghosts. I can't think of a reason... A more compelling reason to get together that's that's probably more background to two characters dating than coronation street's done for a long time well you know he had tyrone and alina bonding over love of cars and dogs i love cars and i love this whippets. is just as shaky as that is ghosts fake malbec tasty we're made for each other anyway um D- D- jenny's not very impressed with this um but she tries to make out that she's not really bothered to daisy Ronnie tells Ed that it went well with Debbie and then Johnny comes over to him. This is still in the bar and he's like, oh, take your clothes off and come outside <laughs> for a roll around in the gutters. And Ronnie's like, I don't know what you're asking me. Um, and then he says, it's just a joke. I don't care if you date my wife, um, but you better not treat her bad because she's a, she's a catch. And then Ronnie's like, hang on a minute. I didn't even think that she wanted to go out with me. So he goes to the back and says, what's going on? I think, I thought, I think Johnny's still in love with you. Well, it, when, when um, Johnny tells Ronnie, it's fine, you have my blessing, he walks out and he looks a little bit regretful. He doesn't, like, sit down and have a drink with him and that's it. You, he's still harbouring some feelings there. And this was when I was watching it going, oh, gosh, maybe they are going to get back together, Johnny and Johnny. thinking, like, everyone else at home, like, oh, why did we split up? I can't... can't quite remember. I can't remember anymore. Um, he, she says, don't be daft. And Ronnie says... Sometimes some people say one thing and they mean another. And then they say, let's just be friends. And then they, he leaves and she sighs. Mm. I just... They, they either, flirting, flirting. This is taking too long. They just need to rip the plaster off and get together Don't and then complain. I'll just have to deal with it. Don't complain about people taking too long to get together when you also complain about people getting together too quickly i just want to know what's going to happen with this because this is months now where i've been thinking are they putting jenny and ronnie together are they having ronnie as the new landlord is there any chance of reconciliation between jenny and johnny and up until this point it's felt like absolutely not but then they just dangle these few this this little clues they put these little breadcrumbs down today that made me think oh maybe it still could and that scene with jenny and ronnie sorry jenny and johnny around (laughs) the table in the back room of the rovers lovely they've got such great chemistry those two and they felt so you know at ease and relaxed with each other and why didn't one of them just say why, why did we split why up again we oh yeah together? you had that moment of madness Can't with with, with uh, ronnie 
they just those two are such a great <laughs> match. Whereas Jenny and I don't know, I maybe Jenny and Ronnie would be, but I just I can't stand behind that. And, and especially when Ronnie and Debbie could be fine. I don't see that there's any more chemistry between Jenny and Ronnie than there is than there could be between Debbie and Ronnie. You know these two. Yeah, business but to be owners honest, together. I just can't see. I can't see Debbie and Ronnie. I can. I can see them together. Any, they just seem like they're too peripheral. Well, two peripherals make one regular or something. You know what they say. Debbie hasn't had a whole lot to do recently, has she? She's been sidelined. So I'd rather get, get, she... get her into a relationship with with Ronnie, and there you go. You a couple of you can have some stories around. I'd rather she had a plot that wasn't based. In romance. I suppose she's got the stuff with Leanne and Nick at the bistro, hasn't she? But I'd much rather that Ronnie made a move on her and then kind of semi took over the beat. I just can't. I can't be having Ronnie and Jenny together. Oh, I, I... Man, it's just it's it's driving me nuts. They just need to let me know what's going to happen here. I it's nice to see that Johnny's doing something, but Johnny again, Johnny seems very aimless and purposeless. Without Jenny, doesn't he? The way that Johnny walked into the back room so purposefully when they were having a secret conversation that he didn't want him to hear makes it seem like he was literally starving for anything to do. Yeah, I know. The last we heard, he was renting a flat in Maudsley Street in or Maudsley something. Street. Wasn't it? And what is he doing for a job? Don't know. Asking about. Oh, come on, buying get back ba- together. He's probably you buying two. cheap baby grows off of Michael and Grace and flipping them on eBay. Maybe. Anyway. I I don't want to rant anymore about this because not a whole lot happened. Um, I mean, kind of back to where we started. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Proper ring on her finger. So um, Ty's a bit shifty on Monday morning because, as we know, he had that um, little snoggy snoo on the sofa with Fizz last week. And Alina says, oh, I'm missing your kisses. And and she knows that he's anxious about this youth justice person that's coming around to speak to Hope today. And she thinks that that's the reason why he's acting a bit shady, but obviously it's a little bit more than that. So Tyran goes round number nine. Evelyn's tidying up there um, and sort of getting ready for this person to come round. She t- senses some level of tension between Tyrone and Fizz. Again, kind of gets the wrong end of the stick about what's been going on here. Um... The meeting has happened later. It's all gone well. They've put on a united front. And Evelyn says, oh, you know, it, it, I could almost believe that you like each other after all this. And Tyrone and Fizz are kind of giving each other glances throughout the whole of this because they know what happened. Um, and and t- t- Fizz brings up the fact to Tyrone that they had this snog later when obviously Evelyn's out of earshot. And Tyrone says, oh, yeah, it was a mistake, wasn't it? So she kind of has to leave. And and feeling a little bit disappointed towards the end of that. So later again, and Fizz walks in on Alina and Tyrone um, talking about going out to get an engagement ring. Because she hasn't got one yet. She's been engaged for... How long did they get well, engaged? That's because she didn't even mean to propose to her. It, it was an accident. accidental engagement. Um, and, and Alina says, look, you need to talk to Fizz. This this situation, this awkwardness can't go on forever. So Tyrone and Fizz have a little bit of a meet outside the back of the Rovers. And then we have Spy Cam, don't we? Mm, With, another I, weird one. I, I, quite, I quite enjoyed this um, because we, we saw somebody coming from the back of the Rovers and looking over the shoulder of Tyrone and Fizz talking about what went on last week, but we didn't know who it was or indeed how much they'd heard. Um, and it transpires that it was Emma, um, who's obviously 
involved in this friend. because she's his friend and everything. Exactly. And Tyrone swears that they were just talking about shifts for looking after the girls. Um, and but when and she says, "Oh, okay, fine." But when Fizz and Tyrone walk off, Emma looks a little bit perturbed by this. So she's I obviously discovered heard a secret more than than she's she, she, Yeah, exactly. So. Um, Tyrone and Alina go off ring shopping, but Alina comes home empty-fingered. She's She's been on the phone to Emma, and she saw this ring that she liked the idea of, but she didn't want to make Tyrone pay for it, because it was a lot of money, and he's got two kids to look after and everything. Um, so Emma catches Tyrone in the garage later, and is like, why didn't you buy this ring? What was, what's going on with you and Fizz? What did I overhear earlier? What's this grubby little secret that, she, that Fizz was talking about? Are you having an affair with Fizz? And he's like, no, no way, man. Uh, but when Ty- when Kevin comes along, Tyrone admits to him that, yes, he has had a moment of madness behind Alina's back with Fizz. Oops. But I I'm swear I'm committed to Alina, though. And Kevin's like, oh, yeah, mate, it really sounds like it. <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, Don't in the try flat... To- to BS a BSer. Meanwhile, in the flat, Alina's asking Emma to be her maid of honour because, as we know, in Coronation Street, it's tradition for the person who's going to be the maid of honour or the uh, groom or or the the best man or somebody has got to know a secret yeah, about a horrible secret one that would the ruin people. the marriage. Yeah, so this time it's all down to Emma. So but she she accepts the uh, the the role. But she's feeling a bit awkward about it, and especially when Tyrone comes home and he comes, he's got this ring after all, um, and Emma's just kind of fake smiling throughout the whole of this, um, and then um, that's it, wasn't it? Because for some reason, at the end of these notes, I've got about Jack being totally spoken doesn't. to by the police, which was, was which was I just the realized other story. that we didn't follow it up. We just had Jack. Uh, Jack being reassured by Kevin, like, don't worry, nothing will come of it. And then yeah, no, nothing came of it. Yeah, no, I've got my notes in completely the wrong order here. Yeah, so that's that's how that ended, really. Um, the bridesmaid say, really, with a secret, the accidental proposal. Yeah. The... It's, it's... So many know. great romance novel titles in this storyline. Do you... Um, I mean, so, so Kevin now knows, and Emma... Knows. What does she Alina. know? She knows that there's something that's gone on, but she doesn't know what. Alina's blissfully ignorant about the whole thing. When will it come out? <sighs> At the wedding? Uh, like before the wedding? I hope it's... No, it feels like... When are they like, going to get married? I don't know. I hope it's going to come if out. If he can't afford a ring without feeling bad and depriving his children, then they probably need to save up for a bit longer, but I bet that won't happen. Mm. I hope that it comes out before they get the chance to go to the wedding. I mean, to be honest, we're in a situation with this story now where they certainly could put it on ice for a good month or two. I can imagine Alina having a, a Christmas wedding just like Claire Peacock and dressing up like Belle from Beauty and the Beast with a big well, fur-lined mean, cloak. The, the, we have had the Frozen references in the story already, haven't we? And she's saying that she's, yeah, a, she's she not an Elsa, Elsa, she's an Anna or whatever, but... I don't know. I, I think now that this has happened, it's it's enough to hopefully put the kibosh on Ty and Alina actually tying the knot. Have we had a wedding this year? Um, we we almost had a wedding with Kevin and Abby, Doesn't didn't we? Count. And then Seb got killed, which Rude. Put, was a bit of a put a dampener on that. Because we were going to also have Todd and Billy. No. No, yes. Alina and Tyrone. No. Yeah, Somebody's got to get married. You can't have all these people getting engaged and then like people getting murdered and... Mm. I don't know, uh, stealing heat pump. Mm. So anyway, I, I found that pretty dull. And I, I like Emma and everything, but 
I'd prefer her as the comic relief rather than the, the... So they've given her way too many dramatic stuff. Secret too much holder dramatic or things. whatever, yeah. But what does potentially have potential, no. but didn't actually go anywhere today, was the Feed and Burnt Out story, Gemma. Another comedic, um, possibly comedic funeral parlour story. Mm-hmm. On Friday, Aileen stands up to Bernie because she's calling Todd scum. Oh, yeah, and Bernie you and I were like, what did he do again? I can't remember. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, if you needed reminding, he yeah he was mean to Paul and stole his boyfriend and then stole a heat pump yes. and then got found out. On uh, Todd, Todd is cleaning up at the Undertaker's to prove he's a good person. And when Eileen comes around to bring some costas over, he comes storming out, going, "What the hell is this?" Then he sees Eileen, he's like, "Oh, it's just a spider." Oh, I, ha ha ha! I guess I was being out of line. And then Eileen's like. Everyone's really suspicious, but he manages to get people to shut up and leave. And then Todd reveals to George that he's mad because he's holding the ashes, the urn that contains Pat Phelan's ashes. And he says, why have you got How did this? the ashes get there? I can't remember whether they, there was a reason about why George has got Phelan's ashes. I don't know why he's got them, but he can't get Nicola to get them. Yeah, that's right. He said he reply. phoned up Nicola. Um, and he can't speak to Eileen, even though she's his ex-wife. Well, I mean, he... She, well, they she, were married, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't think it's probably... Um, he's like, I don't think she, she might get mad about it. What should so I do I with these ashes? About it. Todd's idea is flushing them down the loo, which is the same as um, Jenny suggested to Rita when Dennis's ashes turned up last year. Oh, yes. And you've written... You've got... At the end of every section on our podcast notes, we have discussion points, and Michael's written. That was weird. Was my answer for that? <laughs> was, was my points for that? It was a bit odd. Only a bit that it was brought up and then didn't go anywhere. I want to know who is it that works at Coronation Street that finds cremains so funny? Because somebody there doesn't doesn't take it seriously whatsoever. Um, the ashes are like really human remains because we've had so many weird storylines. We had Dennis getting run over. We had I, um, uh, Mary thinking Norris was in a pot and it was actually a dog. We had the tortoise. Yeah. The ashes of what was it? Flash the Flash tortoise. Flash the tortoise getting, getting um, flown in everybody's in faces. Face. <laughs> we've had so many bit, so many stories in Coronation Street where it's like as soon as you as soon as you take a body and you turn it into ashes it's like <laughs> throw it everywhere it's just a joke well Todd isn't going to throw his ashes down the toilet because George says that all human remains deserve some respect no matter what nefarious deeds um, they got up to when they were less ashen so I, I, make I hope, it into a diamond I hope that, that, that there isn't some comedy thing that happens to Pat and go ha 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 the serial killers now there will be be I I really really don't think there should be some comedy mishap for this I don't know what I want particularly but Eileen maybe it's just I just love feeling too much I don't want to imagine that he's being ridiculed in ash form ashes on Coronation Street are like Chekhov's gun if you see ashes in any storyline on Coronation Street, you know that it's only a matter of time before they're poured on someone's head, thrown into the wind and blown in someone's face, run over by a car, chucked in a canal. Something funny is going to happen. What do you think is going to happen, though? Because I don't... It can't, they're it... going to fight over him and he's going to fall on the floor and then they'll probably hoover him up and throw him in the bin. It feels like there's going to be... It's some way of getting George and Eileen to get together. Don't you think? How are you? How is that going to happen? 
Or is, is Eileen going to dispose of the ashes and then she finally puts the... Pass behind the, her. Yeah, exactly. Is that going to be something like that? And then like she says, you know or... what, George, I think this has been holding me back. Now I feel like I can date again. I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping there's more than that, but that's where I'm thinking it's going at the moment. I just, All right, I was really, exci- I was really excited to see that feelings being brought up again. Because I was thinking, you know, after Richard Hillman died, he continued to be a presence, a lingering presence in the Platt household for a good few years, didn't he? Whereas since Pat's died, it, he doesn't seem to have. I mean, left it, a it, mark. No, no, exactly. Um, I don't know. I, I, I honestly I like, I don't know I did, I really did like this callback. I thought this was cool. Um, Just, yeah. But I, I don't think don't good things will happen to this, to this. As in the way I have by calling this story feeling burnt out, which is very disrespectful. Yeah. So that is the end oh dear. of this week's Coronation Street. What are we giving it? What's our score? It's a really funny one, isn't it? Because if it like continued in the same way as Mondays, that would have been like you know the one and a half two territory. But this um, Wednesday and Friday's episode really, really dragged it up for me. I mean, I'm not still not happy about the the Jenny and Ronnie stuff, but I was kind of interested to see where it'd go. The Grace stuff was fine, um, but yeah, this the trial was um, was was great stuff. Um, I am going to give this story. Um, I'm going to give it three envelopes of bad money out of five. That's bad what did money. I say? Did I say three? Yeah, three. I meant three and a half. Three and a half envelopes of bad money yeah, out of five. Yeah, I would give it three Feels and a half. Feels like is, is that to me. Three and uh, a half what? Three and a half arachnid pied pipers, which sounds like the most horrific thing I can visualise. <laughs> um, character of the week. Ooh. Ooh. Who have we got? <laughs> I mean, it sounds the way that you're speaking earlier. You want to give it to Grace? Oh, man, would that roll people up? I think it would. Maybe I should. Um, you can if you want to. I just think that, unrelated to what she's done before, what they were asking her to do was kind of unreasonable given that she's homeless and jobless mm. and has a baby to support and no family in the area except them. Um, but obviously I, you know, in real life I'd have different ideas and if I was them I'd feel differently and I also do really strongly think that grandparents should have rights to see their grandchildren. Um, but irrelevant to all that, because it's just a show, I think Grace is great. I... I've always had a bit of a thing for Grace, haven't I? I've always, yeah, yeah. I've always for some reason been like, I don't know what it is, I just really think that she's in the right here, even though, like, she's a psychopath and... Even when she first came into it and she was saying, Michael, you know, trying to get back together. And Aggie's like, I hate her. And even though we were supposed to sympathise with Aggie and think there's something horrible about Grace, there must be because all these characters we're supposed to like um, don't like her. I was like, no, Grace, I can't believe it. They must have done something horrible to her. She's the innocent wronged party. (laughs) I don't know what it is about her. I've got a weird blind spot. She can't really do anything wrong. I Also, the fact that she um, had a fake baby, stole someone's baby, was hilarious. What a funny jape. And led to one of the best scenes of the year when Michael got told that, <laughs> that Grace wasn't the, the mum. But we're so, not judging by Grace's past action. I can judge action, it. Is no. she cam character of this week? I can judge it by whatever criteria I want. And I think that's obvious, given my past picks. Okay, so you're going for Grace? Yeah. Okay, I think I might choose... Ed was quite good, you know, trying to get... Who his... doesn't love a bit of blackmail? 
I'm going to choose. I'm going to go with Imran this week. He was he was a major player Solid for choice. the week. He was you know he was he's doing his best for he's Kelly. Hard. He's, being he's, diligent. he's working hard. He's getting up at ten past five in the morning. Yeah, hard. He's he could have spent that seven thousand pounds on any on number his own of shoes. things. Exactly. Um, if anybody gives me an envelope and it says spend this on shoes with seven thousand pound. And I coincidentally happened to be working on a court case where I could li- use £7,000 for forensic um, testing on shoes. I still might end up with a lot of Jimmy shoes and no <laughs> forensic evidence. But I'm just going to say, would have ended up in exactly the same position as Imran was. I know so that Imran maybe could have maybe said something to Abby when Toya was um, defending him uh, and, and saying that the trial needs to be over and he's not making everything easy for everybody else, but... Yeah, I he, think the thing as is... The, as the lone wolf in this, um, I think he deserves me as a supporter. Yeah. The thing is, you don't always do and say the right thing. And, and you know, if everybody on Coronation Street said and did the right thing at every point, it'd be boring to watch. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm excited about next week. I know, I am really excited. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I just really, really can't stomach the fact, the idea that Kelly might get away <laughs> with being involved i know i know and i i don't know whether we'll like is it are we going to know by this time next week or is it going to be two weeks three weeks four weeks but the thing is i don't believe the story that coronation street is trying to tell me mm. that's the trouble i hope that they as long as they don't lie yeah and try change and twist what it, happened Fine, i can't have enough. that yeah Right, um, that was I a think good, we're done. A pretty good week. Three and a half, not bad. Some exciting things, some weird things. Everybody's learned now that asthma is caused by cars. Yeah, let's move I'll on. I'll tell you what the problem is people stop smoking around kids. Now you can only blame cars. <laughs> Should we move on and do some news? <laughs> yes. Right, news this week. A couple of people sent us this um, first news item, didn't they? So expecting and probably hoping for another rant because um, ITV boss Kevin Ligo has been talking at the Edinburgh TV Festival this week and the, the headlines are all that uh, are saying that Corrie and Emmerdale box sets could return, by which we mean everything being preloaded onto the ITV hub like they had during the... Um, what was the football that was on? The Euros. Um Gemma and I, not too happy with that arrangement at the time. But I'm going to hold back my ranting at the moment because I think at the time, we we always kind of assumed that there was a possibility that it was going to come back. I wasn't expecting that to be the, you know, little experiment that's not worked and they were never going to bring it back again. And I don't think that what Kevin has said this week... um, is making it feel like it's, you know, done deal, look out for it next week or anything. Um, he said, on soaps, it's a possible future for us. Part of the restructure and its effects on commissioning is that we wanted to bring together in one place all aspects of what used to be called broadcasting. So the commercial so commercial programming and delivery so that it is more in line with modern behaviour and tastes. ITV is incredibly successful at getting large numbers of people to come and watch the show at the same time. So it's all a load of marketing speak, Well, he's saying... It? We already, you know, at the moment the figures support broadcasting live and then uploading later. Well, I mean, he's he's uh, the only quote that was directly linked to these box sets, as far as I could find. Anyway, it was on soaps. It's a possible future. So of course, it always uh, was going to be possible. Yeah. The other the other thing is, um, even streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime still take 
really big shows, big name shows, and release them bit by bit. Mm. Some some of them are still and and to me that is treated as a, as a prestige title. When a title is done released in that manner, you think, oh, they're you know they're oh, they're making a big deal out of this, so there's still a prestige in in limiting yeah the access. once a week or whatever. So uh, you know, I I don't think it. I think it cheapens the brand. Yeah. Currently, even given the, the the landscape of broadcasting and how it how it's done these days and how people digest it, still don't think that it is prestigious to have everything uploaded at once. I think it is it dilutes everything. I said this before. I I still think that this this will probably happen in the future. I just mm. don't think now's the right time. I don't think so. So um, apologies for anyone expecting or, or hoping for a rant there. It's not coming. Um, just wait until it gets announced to be coming and being uh, permanent. I can see them doing then it with Hollyoaks no or something to, part, you know, number one, I think that that, user, that viewership skews younger um, and so they're more likely to consume media in that way. And also, I think it's a less risky title to experiment with. Hollyoaks is um, Channel 4, though, which hasn't mm. even done the box sets during the Euros. Although, I, I don't even... Uh, did Hollyoaks broadcast on E4 earlier don't or something? Even know. I don't, don't even know. Don't even know. I would clue. think that um, they're not going to They're not gonna do it with with Corrie for a while. Not, not yet. But, I mean, They'll... I wouldn't be surprised at all if, like, during the next big sporting thing, they, they bring it out again and... Yes, we'll moan about it, but it's I I can't see it as being a permanent fixture for quite a while yet. It's weird because if you think about stuff like Christmas Day episodes and and like New Year's, those are really event based TV, and I just can't like they can't take it off for that week. Like oh, you can't watch it at Christmas because we want you to watch it on Christmas Day. That's a really good point actually, and even things like you know when you got your Super Soap Week coming up in um in October or even you know next week's Trial Week. Imagine. I don't know what big, you know, um, I, don't, I don't know what much is going to happen in next week's episodes, but it really feels like it would lose something if we were able to watch some of the big twists early. I don't know. We, we, we I don't know. It's really interesting. Away. And it's just like, um, it's unfortunate that soaps are so different from any other sort of television mm, mm. that this, you know, really affects how you watch it more than anything else. Yeah. Like, you know, Stranger Things or... Um, I don't know, that Fear Street movie thing that they put on mm. um, Netflix and all those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, you don't watch it in the same way. It's shown it's, it's been for 60 years. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of complaints, um, oh, our yeah. second news item this week, this is uh, from The Star, is that um, Coronation Street... Daily Star. Uh, Daily Star. What did I say? The Star. The, the Daily Star. 275 people wrote into Ofcom to complain about what Evelyn said about play therapy recently. Coronation Street is always at the top of the complaints list, isn't it? Unless things, you know, majorly happen. I mean, even compared to Love Island and that. It's because it's got a diverse cast and character base and not everybody has... PC opinions about things, especially not Evelyn. So if you this were, is if you remember, thing I've heard people complain about yeah. So Evelyn described Hope's uh, potential play therapy as being touchy feely rubbish, new age, um, and then said that she needs something long term. So play therapy, touchy feely rubbish, and new age. Two hundred seventy five people. I cannot believe. I honestly this. think this must have been some orchestrated. Is it like, a joke? Like forum of people who are like play therapists. Well, I've seen some some, co- some quotes from, from some people involved in play therapy. You no. Know, 
whatever and have said oh you shouldn't be spreading things like this but it's it's cause crazy because it's not what Coronation Street thinks. It is Evelyn, absolutely within character yeah. for Evelyn to have called it that. Evelyn is the sort of woman who w- would you listen to what she said about how to raise a child? No, I don't think anyone is is holding her up as like a paragon of of virtue when it comes to child rearing. Anyway, and oh my, I I I I, 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 I I'm, I'm kind of lost for words about this. <laughs> is it? I mean, here's my question. Is it touchy-feely rubbish that's new age? I don't know enough about it. I'm sure it works great. Can I just say, in the context of what happened, which is that a child set fire to somebody's flat and nearly killed a, a woman and her unborn child, I do think that um, you might say, if you were an old lady who didn't know what play therapy really was, that it might be a bit of a touchy-feely new age way of, probably of do a better combating job than, you know. it, especially considering... That the alternative was probably jail. Well, it yes, but it does a better job than flogging her naked through the streets or whatever. Which I don't know whether that would be what Evelyn is. Um, <laughs> can you imagine? For her can you imagine if she had said that, and then how many people would have? Do you think everyone, all the people that were complaining about that, don't complain gone? to Ofsted. Um, Ofsted, oh gosh, gone. Don't complain to Ofcom to this pod about this podcast. By the way, listeners, do we? Do they even have jurisdiction over us? Better not do. Oh dear, in trouble. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I just found that very, very hilarious, hilarious. But I'm glad, in a way, because I, I don't want Coronation Street to lose its title as the most complained about show on TV because it's kind of hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> I think they should aim for more. I want to know should. how many people complained about um, Jack Webster watching a boy die. When does that? <coughs> oh, yeah, nearly dying, yeah. Um, okay, so third up, we've got some congratulations for Bev Callard, not, no longer in Coronation Street. For, it's been, been about a year since uh, Bev left, hasn't it? But um, she was in the news this week because her and her husband, John Megashag McEwen, have had a wedding renewal ceremony. They've been married 10 years now, and they oh, had a big old like? ceremony in Spain. Um, Gemma, how do we pronounce this? Mo- Moha car. I don't the J know. is an H, isn't it? Mohaka. Well, I'd love to have had a 10-year wedding renewal ceremony, but we... Um, Gemma, we had COVID the best 10-year wedding anniversary. We went to Manchester for two weeks. We didn't have a Can't ceremony where Hello Magazine came and took photos of us. No, but we went up and we met some people and we had a lovely time. It we did have great. a lovely time. But it was not the same. Going to on holiday and meeting up with friends is not the same as a vowel <laughs> renewal renewal ceremony very very true we have to wait to 15 years now probably aren't we yes anyway congrats Beth well done and John happy um, 10th anniversary what was that <laughs> tin can't remember um, and finally Sammy Ugardi has been speaking um, recently about her um, anxiety issues anxiety issues that she's been having um, I, I must admit that I couldn't, couldn't remember her speaking about this in the past but apparently she has she was on Loose Women this week probably talking about you know Maria's anxiety issues and smashing up vans and everything. But um, yeah, she said, uh, I I never really hid it. I think everyone who knows me knows I'm quite an anxious person and a bit of a worrier and being really cautious with everything. I've had anxiety since I was a child. And when I was a child, my mum took me to the doctors and they first diagnosed asthma because I couldn't get a deep breath. So they ended up giving me inhalers when I was like 11, thinking it was asthma and it wasn't, it was anxiety. But I think as a child back then in the early 90s, wasn't really talked about. Children's mental health or having issues like that. But I've never hidden it. I just never publicly talked about it. I've never been asked about it or anything else. Otherwise, I would have talked about it. But she did talk um, also about the fact that she started training as a therapist play earlier therapist? this year. So apparently not. Can I'm going to complain. Play therapy. Um, does that solve anxiety? 
I don't know. But, um, I, yeah, I, in, interesting for her to open up about that. I mean, I've I've also suffered with some anxiety issues in the past, haven't I? I've had, I've had the old yes. panic attacks I had to do. What was it that I had to do? Like, I, have, I had to um, phone up a helpline or something. Cognitive and, behavioural therapy. I did have something along those lines. And this was like, how long ago was that? 10, 12 years ago, maybe? Yeah. Or I had to phone up somebody and... And you had to fill out, you had to do little exercises, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. It did a good job, actually, because well, I... Well, you've never said you were no I mean it was all hypochondria linked I think I don't know but um yeah so well, you I have got... a very stressful job I, 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 I don't do. think I could do your I job. do but I don't think it was work related no I don't think it but... was either I don't know how you do it yeah so anyway it's uh, interesting being, to being an actress and that, having anxiety important. must be a horrible combination of things mm-hmm. so, knowing that you're you know there in the public eye when that you. when the director shouts action everyone's yep. looking at you yeah that's going to be majorly triggering triggering so yeah well I hope that Training as a therapist helps her work well, yeah, this, this her is, issues. She, she talked about the fact that it was because she wants to do it to kind of see it from the other side and everything. And Yeah, yeah I think a lot of people can relate to it. the idea of anxiety and uh, overcoming it. Oh, yeah. And I think that more people talk about it. I think the thing is, sometimes when you look at celebrities, you think, oh, well, they don't, they can't possibly. What have they got to worry about? Well, like, you think, oh, well, I would love to do that, except I'm too anxious or I wouldn't be able to do it because I worry too much. And you think, well... Sammy has done it, and she was. She's been anxious. You know, she's had anxiety her whole life almost. Mm. And she, I mean, she, yeah, she I mean, ran she's, out and she talked about what a it. Thing to you know, what what a hard trial. Mm. She talked about it in when she was a kid. I mean, she's she's our age, roughly, I guess, isn't she? And uh, um, very young then. And I I have seen <laughs> some children having. You know, major anxiety issues well it was really really rough on them and I think in in this modern modern times you're going to get more and more younger children worrying about it because you're going to be exposed to more more external pressures you've got the internet social media and everything it's a... I don't I think that yeah the source of anxiety changes mm. I think that we had just as many things to worry about when we were kids but it wasn't perhaps as intense. I don't know. Mm. And definitely what what she was I saying about like... children's mental health not really being talked about. But it is now. That's the good thing. I, yeah. I really think that there's been a lot of good work done into people trying to help children with yeah, mental yeah, health sure, issues. Sure. Mm. Like the Heads Together campaign. Indeed. That's it for our news this week. Thank you, as always, to Rebecca for um, sourcing Thank that you, news for us. We really I'm appreciate it. I'm doing my it. best to stay spoiler-free at the moment Good. by not going well on the internet to find out about my news. So there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, should we do some feedback before we finish? I reckon so. Okay. Right, we just got a little bit of feedback this week, so we will crack straight on with our Facebook scores for last week's episode. It had ended up with a 4.03 out of 5, so oh. it looks like our Facebook group quite enjoyed last week's curry, as we did. Jonathan gave it 4.5 milkshakes lobbed into Yasmin's bush out of 5. <laughs> um, Ricky gave it... Four of Imran's kinky dreams involving briefs and wigs. Both of those two are comments that we didn't talk about in last week's, um, or lines that we didn't talk about Isn't in last week's podcast, I think. Continuously I very much appreciated them. astounding that we can talk about a show longer than it was on air and still not mention anything that happened. Um, Heather, she's given it quite an initiative one here. She's given it PPPP out of PPPPP, not pretty pictures of parking, peeing and pollution, Pollock, a polished paper boy, a party popper and Prosecco with a poly pocket. <laughs> I just love it. I love it. For the effort, I'm going to give you my pick of the week this week, Heather. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, right, Nancy's comments on last week's. She says, last week, Alina said to Tyrone, 
we are done. This week, his hopes are home. She thinks everything's fine and she can get married to him. Tyrone needs to stop all this and figure it out. Also, how's Alina going to deal with Hope? Fizz should be co-parenting with Tyrone. Not sure how much the kids Fizz and, Fizz and Tyrone had is a sign that they will get back together, though. Mm. Um, I love finding out that Fergus is a parking attendant. Sally and Aggie making a good team, too. Reminded me how good Sally was when she was mayor. Yes, bring back Mayor Sally. <laughs> Second term. Four more years. <laughs> I was so thrilled that Abby got to help write her victim impact statement. I loved it when Brian read it out. She was, Abby was brilliant, and this is realistic because it shows how people feel about writing statements like these. Um, the Bistro is going to be a great place with Debbie, Leanne and Nick running it, and I love the way they handled the Pollock delivery. I'd love to Abby. see a Jenny versus Debbie fight over Ronnie. Oh, yeah, I'd like to see somebody fight over something. I wonder what kind of fan. argument Imran's going to make in court. I don't want him to break up uh, with Toya, though. No. You asked who likes Billy. I think Billy just needs a story that doesn't have anything to do with romance. This would bring out more sides to his personality. So, so I like the way that Nancy drugs. wasn't like, I like Billy. No, no. Has anyone um, admitted they like Billy? I don't think so. Not, not to us, anyway. I give this week's episodes four out of five wheel cheeses and the character of the week is Brian. Aw, well thanks Brian. very much. Right, what did Rebecca have to say about last week's curry at Gemma? Rebecca says, Great week on the street, headed by the great Fizz, Tyrone, Alina story. I cheered so loud when Fizz and Tyrone kissed. Sorry, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> but I can also understand why Tyrone would honour his kind of proposal. He's the only guy who could accidentally get engaged. I can't see how he's going to get out of the engagement to Alina, but I eventually think he will. And as much as I know you don't want it to happen, Gemma, I can see Tyrone and Fizz getting back together with potentially maybe another engagement to tie everything nicely together for the year. You know what? I will say, if they got together and got married, I might forgive them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You come around to our way of thinking. You know, if he's going to book a wedding and he'll be like, the vicar say, can I meet your bride? And Tyrone will be like, uh, TBA. <laughs> That'd be fine with me. <laughs> Where did I get to? Um, as much as I'm glad Hope didn't get sent away, I think that she, she, she could set another fire. I understand Gemma and Tessa's point of view, especially as she hurt Joseph once before. Finally, hooray for proper kisses again, and hopefully a slow return to some sort of normality. Daisy suddenly being interested in poetry makes me laugh so much. I quite like her and Daniel, but I can't see her in a long-term relationship, and she will move on. Yeah, there was no Daniel this week, was there? No, he's busy getting ready for term. He's oh, yeah, got yeah, to put in a couple more hours of Go work. sharpen his pencils and stuff, yeah. I kind of saw a spark with her and Adam, but with Sarah wanting another baby, will that be the push towards Daisy that Adam needs? Speaking of babies, Bertie seriously... Bertie's seriously face towards Adam and Sarah was brilliant. Glad that Ryan and Daisy are broken up and kind of hoping that him and Alia get back together again. We also like the expansion into Daisy's past and, like Michael said, gave us some much-needed character growth. I love Sally this week. She was back to the Sally I love and also loved her scenes with Fergus. We also agree the story seemed like old Corrie but it fitted into modern Corrie too with the mentions of climate change. Also glad to see Aggie involved in the story too and good to see her away from the Baileys. Well, that lasted all of five minutes. Yeah, there was no flipping Aggie. She's got her own dramas this week, hasn't she? But it's a shame to see that she's um, not not apparently in this traffic story anymore. It's just... um, I guess, honestly, if I was Aggie and I saw... Maria and Sally having whispered and hushed conversations in alleyways with holding on to um, crowbars. I think I'd be like, I think you guys have got it. I'll just, <laughs> I'll leave you guys to sort this out. 
Um, Leanne and Debbie were gold in Mondays and Wednesdays episodes, and Debbie was also great in the Rovers too. I ship her with Ronnie, but unfortunately, this could be the push Jenny needs to start going out with Ronnie. I only, I think the main reason that I'm shipping Ronnie and Debbie is just to get her, get him away from Jenny. Honestly, I think that's fairly obvious. She says, "Sorry, I still didn't see the connection." I also loved Leanne and Debbie teaming up against the fish guy as well. Is that like Aquaman? <laughs> Abby and Brian, no, it's however, deep from the boys. <laughs> Abby and Brian, however, was the scene of the week. Both Sally and Peter played it perfectly, and also it shows that Brian can be serious when he wants to be. I'm thinking this might be connected to the Imran and Toya story building up to the hate crime court case. I don't see a blockage at the moment for Toya and Imran, but it could be in the future, as I can understand Toya getting annoyed and frustrated. I also say I'm sympathetic towards Imran, as he is only doing his job, and his job is to persuade the jury to find Kelly innocent. I did laugh at Toya's kinky line, though, about Imran dreaming about briefs and wigs. Finally, if Michael isn't feeling things with Grace, it would be kinder to break things with her. I predicted a relationship with Alina in the predictions that I still think that could happen with them both working at Underworld. Character of the week is Debbie, but it could easily have been Abby, Brian, Tyrone, Fizz or Daisy. And I give it four and a half Fizz and Chips with a can of pop out of five. Thank you, Rebecca. And finally, I stole this one off our Facebook group, but this is from Karen, um, who says, some thoughts on tonight. So this posted a few days ago. Um, She says, sorry, it's uh, very long and I didn't expect to ramble on this much, but I'll just get my thoughts out here. Feel free to ignore. No, we're not ignoring this at all. In fact, we're using it on a a postcard? Podcast. What are we doing here? (laughs) One by one. I'm really agreeing with Abby, Leanne and Kevin. Kelly, in my eyes, is almost as guilty as Corey. Remember the voicemail left on Abby's answer phone where Kelly was laughing so much as they pursued Seb and Nina. Also, Kelly was the one to instigate violence in the first place by slapping Nina and tried hard with Corey to cover it up for a while. Just because she's shown remorse... Yeah, no. Just because she's shown remorse doesn't mean she shouldn't be held to full extent of the law. I fully think she's irredeemable as a character. I think that Imran might say, well, she was trying to cover it up because she was scared or whatever. It's a natural thing to do. I I don't know. Especially if she thinks that she, she didn't kick him. I don't know. I'm going to say a big thumbs down. Imran is annoying me. I do like him, but I feel like he's getting way over-involved and it feels too personal. Should he even be allowed to represent his foster daughter? I don't think so. Maybe, I don't know. No, I think he, I think that's fine. I, I, don't I think know. that probably would be okay. Or go against his ex-wife in court. It's all These weird. two things don't really matter to me, and I don't know much about like relationship regulations in a legal setting. But the way he just ignored Abby in the street didn't sit right with me. Maybe it's because we've never seen loads of Imran and Kelly bonding. But I'm kind of like, calm down, Imran. <laughs> he's treating Toya like S. rude word here right now, and the way he spoke to Liam was not on. I think it's disgusting that he even brought up Nina's art and how Kelly wasn't in any pictures to defender toya is right he's reaching that was a massive reach it could literally be like well that could she could be on a page you don't have as well <laughs> um and also she could literally just draw kelly kicking someone and then imran's whole argument would be null i know i know um i don't even think i'm being harsh with the next point but i don't think that kelly or Corey should have any child treatment in court i think from the nature of the crime she should be looking abby in the eye my wee sister is 15, younger than Kelly, and she's so smart. Maybe that's why I think she shouldn't be getting treated like a child. Also, with the whole hope thing and age of responsibility being 10, surely they should be treated as adults. I know. They're, they're, I mean, they're pretty close to being adults. They're definitely, when grouping them in the same group as 
It's not exactly the same as Hope, is it? But Hope definitely got treated much differently than they would have. <laughs> well, imagine, do you know how Frindrick Bangs interviewed her in the, uh, in the police station? Kelly? Like, do you know what the difference between good and bad is? Kelly, do you know that you should keep your trainers, trainers blood free? <laughs> do you want some play therapy? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's all Kelly needs. Do you think Corey would be like, therapy. oh, can I do that on my... new age play therapy. Corey's like, yeah, I'll do that on my PS5. <laughs> of course he's got a PS5. <laughs> the listen to people with PhDs and not GHDs comment was funny from Sarah Louise, but I did actually find it very demeaning. Poor Maria. Yeah. And finally, imagine Gary Windus being so plagued with grief that he gives Imran £7,000. <laughs> the fact Imran wants to get these blood spatter reports so bad annoys me. If she was close enough to even get these spatters on, she's guilty, guilty, guilty. Throw away the key. That's really fu- That's a really funny point, actually. Like, Imran's going, oh, she was only close enough to get the blood spray, but she didn't actually kick him. If... Uh, it all depends it just, on... It literally just puts her at the scene, doesn't it? It's guilty by association and whatever you called it earlier when yeah. we were looking into it, the fact she was there, that means that she's... A, I don't know. Literally, from from the like the, the massive amounts of research that I did today, which was to read out loud a bit of a Guardian article, um, the fact that she had blood on her shoes from the crime makes it obvious and proves that she was there in the first place, which doesn't work for Imran's defence. Not really, not really. The only way she could get out of this is to say, I wasn't even there. Well, she yeah, it was clear that she was there, wasn't it? Yeah, she was there, so... Yeah. Um, Is that it? Are we done for the week? We've got a a review. Have we? (laughs) You're looking at it. It's not bad, I just pretend so. I didn't know that we had a review until you got this up. When did this come in? This is really exciting. I found this yesterday. Oh. Um... We've got somebody who's who's moved to Barbados. Oh, lovely! And he's called Michael Michael Bar- Barbados. Nice name. Um, and he has said, "What's he give us first? Five. Thank you. Moved to Barbados three years ago and loved the podcast to catch up. I don't watch anymore. Busy work life, etc. But listen in the car on the way to work, and it's somehow better. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Maybe Gemma and Michael, but... and many years to come." That's so Thank crazy. Thank you very much, Michael Barba- Barbados. Thank you from, from Michael England to Michael Barbados. <laughs> I love Glad that. you enjoyed it. I hope it. you're enjoying living in Barbados as well. Yeah. What do you like? Imagine for the characters that you've never actually watched. Can you do, what do you they Google look like them? in your head? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. It's the first review much. we've had for a long time. Yes. Anyone else wants to give us a review for Gemma to discover? Feel free I, I, to. I don't look very often because I don't want to know a lot of the time. Right, we are done for the week. That is it. Um, please send us feedback. We didn't get very many emails this week. Um, um, what do you think about everything? Tell us. It's really exciting to hear people's Tell opinions. us your predictions about the trial so that by the time Wednesday comes along... We can go, you stupid idiot. Yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> um, do you feel sorry for Kelly? Do you feel sorry for Grace? Should Grace and Kelly set up... Oh, Grace Kelly. Should they set up an evil, conniving, manipulative girls' club and steal houses off people. I say yes. I think Alina should join in with that. I think she'd yes. be well up for that, although she's missed the chance to steal number nine off affairs, even though it doesn't belong to her at all. Excuse me, is this the house for skanks and holes? Uh, <laughs> please follow us on Twitter if you don't follow us already. And same with don't Instagram forget, and YouTube and stuff. We've got, we're going to be running some competitions. So go to Twitter. I don't know when. We will. 
Um, we've got to get rid of this stuff before we move, which will be so soon. So, so We're going to be moving so soon, everybody, literally. Don't forget, you can join our Patreon and you can take some of these T-shirts off our hands that we've got in our house, which are lovely and wonderful and orange. Yes. Um, and you can also get free episodes of the Patreon, Patron, which will be uploading a new one of those very soon. Do not worry if you are in our Patreon. Agreement. Oh, if you're in Patreon. You said free, but they're not free. <laughs> Because you're on Patreon. Yeah, you get them free when you pay us we are money. Going to be, <laughs> we are going to be recording the next one probably tomorrow afternoon to keep an eye out for that. Yes. Um, and this evening by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening on Saturday. It should already be out if, yeah. Possibly. Um, oh, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube Patreon. YouTube, we put up the Richard Hillman uh, character That's profile right. this week, didn't we? Because really like Marie, he was also very handy with the crowbar. Yes. It, and he killed people just like traffic. What was interesting? To listen back to it, because we recorded it about three weeks after Pat Phelan came into the show. And we were talking about serial killers and like, oh, will there ever be another one? Oh, I don't know if it'll be as Little good as... Little did we know that one had and just arrived. Just getting ready to be put into an urn in 2021. Well, I think that now that Pat's been brought into the show this week, we'll have to put his character profile up um, on next week's... <sighs> uh, so look out with that on Thursday, unless anything else becomes more I want pertinent. them to test those ashes for genetics just to make sure because I really think that we could still have Pat come back. Do you think that they could do like some kind of Jurassic Park with him? And, um... Yes, grow him from a frog. <laughs> Is that what they did? Can you imagine that? Um, that you know the scientist who like hatches the, the yeah, dinosaur out of the egg is like, look, it's a miracle. It's Pat, Pat Phelan like, pops tiny, out like, of an egg. <laughs> Come on, little guy, you can do and it. And he looks a bit like um, Voldemort yeah. like when he, at the end of the Harry Potter film. <laughs> oh, come here, little guy. Oh, he's trying to stab me. Phelan could, repi- could rise from the ashes, couldn't they? Also like... Um... Pat Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, Pat, Pat Phoenix. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Okay, we're done. Um, I think that's as good as it's going to We are going to be back with our bonus podcast midway through next week. Not completely sure what we're going to do yet. Possibly some listener questions. I will have to see. And um, if you don't like that kind of thing, then join us next weekend for our thoughts on the big trial week of Corrie. And fingers crossed, maybe some news that we can move house soon. Nobody cares about that. Wish for us, pray for us, hope for us. and um, Light a candle. Yeah, that we can move house because we're at the end we of our bloody tethers with us. Prayers hopes and good thoughts literally if we don't know by next week when we're moving else i'm going to be taking cues from maria and i'm going to be taking a crowbar to no you can't say that because we might there are so many people that seem like they want to take a crowbar to these um people who are being slow that i think we would be number one suspects when they inevitably all get battered if anyone wants to drop an envelope of seven thousand pounds around our solicitor's office saying for Michael and Gemma, here's yeah, a little incentive a to speed up their case. You go for it. Our solicitors are based in Manchester as well, so we know we must Do have we some have listeners any heavies that can go and just stare at them through a window or something, please? I want to just do a little... We haven't been to Manchester this summer, have we? We could go we up, up there I now said to you, um, I literally said we could drive up there. We could be there on Tuesday. Yeah, but probably our solicitors are working from home at the moment. So Let's I find know. out where they live. <laughs> no. Not solicitor at all. Don't harass us solicitors please no, everybody busy. <laughs> because they don't know who they are look we're getting ourselves in trouble we don't mean harm to anybody no we just really really want to move house we just want people to get on with their jobs yes that's it <laughs> goodbye everybody thank you very very much for listening 
have a lovely weekend and a week following yes, that. Yes, and if you're in the UK, I hope you have a lovely bank holiday on Monday too. Yes, and if you're not, just enjoy working on Monday. Yes. Just to have a nice time. Mm. Just kick your, pick your, uh, kick your feet off. <laughs> Take your shoes off. Make a stink. Like Don't Grace be- did when she went upstairs for five minutes. <laughs> Gas Liam. Bye. Bye. Music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Bye.